Hello and welcome to Storytime with Tom and Mike. I'm Tom. And that makes me Mike. And tonight we have guest in... I'm going to screw this up because I keep wanting to say Infinidale, and I don't know why I want to do that, but it's Infidale3476 from Twitter. Welcome, Dale. He's been calling you the Infinity Dale, like, all this time. Like, there's just, there's a ton of you, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Uh, but the first thing I will say, just hearing that, is we're not going to talk about infinity slash eternity, mm-hmm. at least with our lives. Uh, agreed. My life. Fair enough. So, Dale, I sent you, we might as well lead off with this. I sent you a video. I didn't give you any context. Um, and. Yeah. We have talked about this a little bit on the show before, but the reason I wanted to bring it up again is because I actually finally found this video and am able to provoke, furnish proof. If you watch this video, you can look it up. It's it's Pantera. Um, <laughs> Satan got me by the balls. And what is taking place is that a group of Christian maniacs are storming the hotel room of Dimebag Daryl from Pantera. And 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 basically accosting him uh, and demanding that he renounce Satan. Um, Matt, what's interesting about this is that the woman who is seen at the beginning of the video was my typing teacher in high school. And mine too. Yes. Yes. And the there's young, the context I was missing. Yeah, nice. Wow. And the, the young blonde teenage girl in the white T-shirt with the smirk on her face was my classmate. <coughs> oh wow. Yeah, she was in my and her daughter. Yep, and she was in my homeroom. And the year after my friend Josh killed himself, she had that same exact look on her face when she told me point blank that my friend was in hell. Yeah, yeah, and 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 this woman, man, she would she would host these like youth group things, and she would she would like preach to us in class which she clearly wasn't allowed to do, but she somehow got away with it. They just bowed down to her. And, and I had a shop because this was a technical school. So my shop was right across from the, 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 uh, the typing class. And one of her little flock, one of her ninth graders um, saw <laughs> us playing doom on the computers. Cause I was in the computer shop and he saw the, pentacles and all that shit and decided that we were all devil worshipers and so she took this home with her and she sat with it overnight and god came to her in the night and told her that that our teacher was a satan worshiper and he was converting us surprisingly he didn't make her pregnant though that that miracle didn't happen (laughs) at least he didn't send one of the angels of death or something at least it was him How this woman is, was allowed to teach is beyond me. Um, I, the only thing I can come up with is that the school was desperate for a typing teacher and they just didn't. This is a time, though, when like shit was so freewheeling. I tell stories about us being in school. Uh, Dale, I don't know how old you are. Um, 45. You're 45. So you're the same age as us. Yeah. But like shit in the 90s, like, dude, we had fist fights in the hallways every day. Oh, yeah. You could smoke at school. You couldn't smoke in the building, but you could smoke right outside the cafeteria. Like, I wasn't willing to buy cigarettes, but it was cool if I smoked outside. Like, (laughs) it was just, like, the most ridiculous shit. Like, the things that they looked past and the things that they did worry about were just, 
it blows my mind. Like I look, my kids go to school now. My, now my oldest is in college, excuse me, but my middle child, he is a, a junior this year in high school. And like the stuff that he can't get away with right. is so restrictive and ridiculous. It, it just, it kills me. Like you're not allowed to wear hats in school. You're not allowed to wear a fucking hat. I was like, if I couldn't wear a hat when I was in school, I don't know what I would have done. Yeah. So our school is uh, violent and, and, um, openly racist and, you know, and yet also was, very religious. Yeah. Yeah. Very religious. What do you mean? And yet also. <laughs> <laughs> very good point. I guess at that point in time, I didn't make the connection between. Well, the, yeah, <laughs> we, we wouldn't have made one at that time. Yeah. So, uh, be one. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, you know, it, it definitely, there was a whole lot of, uh, like in in the Venn diagram of our school, boy, there was a lot of overlap in between the uh, racism and the, hey, I'm super Christian and love everybody as and long as they're white. Pray for you, oh, I'm gonna <laughs> pray so hard for you. Yeah, it, and that sounds to me every time I hear that, I hear fuck you. Oh, it's yeah, it's pure condescension. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember uh, my kids went to Catholic school. Strictly because uh, my grandparents were like longtime parishioners and it was uh, like we didn't end up paying for it. And it was at that point better than the public school alternative, uh, we thought. And I got to like this woman was dressing me down for something because, oh, that's right, because I complained because anytime my kid would go to the office, she would immediately call and tell us we had to come pick them up. And I was like, I don't know why you're doing that, but like, it doesn't make any. So we only have a part time nurse here and she's not in today. So those days, if kids come down to the office sick, we send them home and we end up getting to this whole big thing. And I somehow threw in that she thought she was pious. And it was like I shot her in the face. I swear, like, like she literally reeled back and like almost fell over <laughs> <laughs> from one word. I was yeah. like, whoa. Pious is a very, very powerful word. Apparently, mm. I'm gonna start using this on everybody. <laughs> it, I, I, I would guess just because they connect it to the religion, mm-hmm. and 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 it makes them feel like you're pointing out pure. This is purely because of religion, like what yeah. you're doing, the way you're acting. Yeah, she almost. I, I actually had to call her up and apologize. My 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 mother was like, um, "You better call and apologize." Because you know your grandparents, blah, 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 the church and everything. And I was like, <sighs> yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I'm being I'm being as fake as everything you believe in is. I was I'm just going to say, I was just going to say, you know, I, I actually had a tweet just today talking about, um, you know, people ask for you to respect their beliefs. And I feel like, but if I don't respect the belief and you're asking me to respect the belief, you're asking me to lie to you or just, you know avoid the topic with you yeah so so the issue is that you're so fragile your ego or or, or your, your 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 emotions are so fragile that you would rather me lie to you than to be honest just so you feel comfortable because you don't want to know that other people feel differently yeah mm. it's yeah. it's that's that's you know that's it in a nutshell i think you know um i don't know of any other way to put it because it, there's 
Oh my God. We start getting into religious stuff and my mind starts swimming. I can't, uh, I can't no, focus I on all of this, but, but <laughs> I will, but, <laughs> uh, like it's, I know people that, that that fits perfectly too. Like I would rather be lied to and have you act like you give two shits what I'm talking about and, and me be right. Yeah. And my ego swell than for me to have to think for a second yeah. that you have a viable reason to not believe what I'm saying. Like it just, I, it, it blows my mind. People that are uber religious blow my mind. Yes. I don't like think they want to be challenged. They don't want to be challenged. They 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 want to stay in their own little status quo and sit within their echo chamber. And and you know, whenever you shake that tree, because stuff's gonna get knocked loose no matter whose tree you shake. Right. They, you know, that's part of the learning process. You know, it's like, okay, it's time to reevaluate. They don't ever reevaluate, they just go, uh uh, nope, nope, nope. That fits outside my faith. You're the deeper. I had a woman call, or no, it was a guy. I had a guy say that I was possessed by the Antichrist today. Wow. Oh, that's special. Yeah, I felt really yeah. good about it. What exactly like did you do? Possession. Were you speaking in tongues or something? No, because I told him <laughs> because I told him that I was in control of my life and not were, some mystical character. And he said, Were, were you wearing a tan suit? <laughs> could you please just give me some context in the conversation that led up to this i mean i, I can certainly how, do, how do you organically come upon well i'm the one who chooses what's going on with my life and not some imaginary you know uh, zeus-like character in the sky so i was commenting on someone else's comment where where they were saying that we have given uh so much to the ukraine and nothing to the united states which is patently false first of all and and then uh, so I quoted Matthew back to him and and I said, aren't you guys supposed to be Christians? You're ignoring your own scripture. You're supposed to give alms to the poor. You're supposed to treat your 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 neighbor like yourself. Right. And so this guy says, well, they're not my neighbor. I'm like, well, that's very Christian of you. It's like you're not going to tell me who I am and whatnot. And you're not phasing me. Like, like, I'm like, if you're, if I'm not facing you, then why are you reacting so strongly? Yeah. You know, which the, there <laughs> was no thinks response. thinks you doth protest too much. Right. And, and so I was like, I don't need an invisible man to dictate what's good. You seem to think that that's necessary. And I'm telling you that it's not. And they said, well, you think you're in control, but you're under the possession of a demon or a devil or the antichrist himself. And I was, and I just, I, I, I just, you know, at that point, what the fuck do you say to that? Like, that's it. I know what I'm getting you for your birthday now. I'm getting you the Antichrist fan club T-shirt. Oh, awesome. yeah. um, I don't want to make this too serious, but um, I think Tom knows at least. Um, you know about my possession? Um, no. Oh, uh, I may, no. I, maybe, maybe refresh my memory. A lot my, has happened in the last few weeks. My, oh, your uh, mom. My, that's right. Yes. Yeah. Evangelical. Pentecostal. Yep, she thinks. Mm. And there's too much science coming out of here. It can't be you. <laughs> yeah, physics is the devil. Yeah. It, well, it, you know, so is foosball, according to uh, Bobby Boucher's mom in The Water Boy. <laughs> <laughs> foosball is the devil. Girls are the devil. With a B, yeah. Devil. The devil. 
devil. Just imagine that. That imagine that in today's day and age, and believing in a devil. <laughs> Why? Well, and that—that's the thing to me. Like when you get to that point, how can there eat? Not how can there can't be a conversation? Mm-hmm. If, if like you, somebody said to you today that you were possessed or you know antichrist or whatever. If they think that something is speaking through you that you're not in control of your words, then your words don't matter anymore. Mm-hmm. So they they dehumanize you. Yes. And and I I know that not every individual is thinking I'm going to dehumanize them, but that's that's the people who do know what's going on. That's what they're doing, telling them to dehumanize you. So therefore, your words are void. It doesn't matter what you say. It doesn't matter how good it sounds or how logical it is. It's the devil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's, or it's demon. The, the people that are always searching for demons and devils and people that they don't agree with when if there truly was devils and demons, it would be very easy to pick them out in humans. Uh, but wouldn't, from wouldn't the way they also that they react and act they, towards others, you know? Yeah, I'm sorry, but wouldn't they also occasionally possess someone who you do agree with, and then all of a sudden you wouldn't agree with them anymore? Right. I mean, it would it would stand to reason that you know that that would happen. Yes. If I were a demon, right, a literal <laughs> demon, and my job was to take people away from God, I would sow as much fucking discord as possible, and I would put positive and negative messages everywhere, all over the place. And I would just play people like puppets because that would be my fucking job, right? I think it would That's also be really fun. Yeah, it would. Yeah. When you said when you said if I was a demon, I was thinking like the OJ book. Like if I did it, <laughs> if I was a demon, <laughs> if I was a demon, sure you're not. Sure you're not. Yeah. Well, according to this Josh character, I'll have to share the the thing with you, Mike. Because but the Antichrist is- isn't just a demon. Like that's big deal. Like you're right. top notch. I you're know. The boss. I got yeah. full accolades. I That's, didn't know I was wor- uh, such a worthy vessel. You got a promotion today. Yeah. Final you got boss. A promotion, yeah. I'm no longer a lowly atheist. Now I am I am the Antichrist. Congratulations. Can I get a t-shirt made or something? Can I cash in on that somehow? Absolutely. I, think I should be able to. I mean, technically, isn't isn't the Antichrist just knowledge? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's absolutely it's science. I, I love that science, a, the Antichrist. There was a meme throw, being floated around a few years ago called Good Guy Lucifer. Um, it was like the picture of, of this white haired guy with an apple in his hand standing in front of a tree. And it says, Good Guy Lucifer gave, gave knowledge to people, get stamped to hell for eternity for it. You know, and like <laughs> shit like that, like the whole Prometheus myth, basically. And that's what's so interesting is that the, these myths are always fucking cycling. Like there's like 15 Jesus Christs if you look back at history and it's always the same fucking story. Like, can't you get something new? You know, since you're making shit up anyway, can't you like come up with something original? I mean, yeah, you could have made up anything you wanted. Yeah. Literally just- anything. And, and you made up a fucking white guy. <laughs> <laughs> you made up a white guy with a beard and long hair. Okay, that's not me. <laughs> that it is like you know the white guy born in the Middle East a couple thousand years ago is kind of miracleish. I I mm. would say yeah. I yeah. that's that's one of my favorite. That's one of my favorite uh, talking points. If somebody does start bringing up religion, as I usually steer towards that. That's my go-to to end the conversation very quickly. Because it's it's a very weird. Like, did, did they genuinely think that, or they just want to see him look white? What's the answer? 
I, uh, you know, that, that is a good question. I, uh, it's not one that I can answer either without asking them that. (laughs) Because if somebody believes in, and I won't even say talking snakes and 10,000 year old earth. And like, if they just believe in the basics, like virgin birth, turning water into wine, you know, without fermentation, et cetera, et cetera, healing lepers, that major Jesus stuff. If they just believe that, even that is compared to white guy in the middle east like it just seems like what you said it's so little it's so little that this guy could have done he did like the worst weakest magic tricks <laughs> <laughs> do, you know, do you know what i mean like he didn't have any like his jesus special powers like i just said he turned water into wine like fucking zeus and thor like i mean you have people throwing lightning and well, not throwing thunder throwing lightning right and you have poseidon controlling the seas and i mean kind of moses did that once right <laughs> but Poseidon <laughs> Jr. But Jesus didn't have any of that real serious magic power shit. He was very I, weak as far I'd as his be superpowers. pissed if he showed up to my party and was like, I'm gonna turn this bread into fish. I'd be like, who the fuck likes fish? Yeah, no. Let's be honest. And wine, come on, bro. You don't have anything better than that. Look, yeah, how about I got a some, nice micro brew. I got some fucking uh <laughs> oregano. Can you maybe to be you know? to be fair? The last time a god fed them, and it was his dad, it was manna, which was apparently horrible. Manna. Yeah, do you know what that, you don't know what that is? No, no, I don't. When okay, when the here's here's the thing: when the Jewish people were apparently wandering the desert for forty years, <clears throat> didn't happen. The uh, god gave them; they call it manna from heaven. It literally fell from the skies, and it was food. They ran out of food. And if you go into the stuff, historians will try to work it into a thing that it was like pure protein in some weird form or whatever, blah, blah, blah. You know, they'll give you their stories. It was jizz. It was God yeah, jizz. It's, it's, called, it's called manna, and it's basically just sustenance that fell from the sky because the Jews were hungry and God fed them. Okay. He's like, skeet, 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 eat that. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> it's all protein, baby. <laughs> this time, even the non-versions get some. Oh my god, dude, that's so silly. How yeah. how do adults believe this shit? If I came up to you and said that a leprechaun gave me fucking five bucks so I could buy a pack of cigarettes, I would have you committed. You would have me committed. <laughs> but but if I tell you that a man walked on water and later was down to a cross and died and then came back and floated up to heaven, floated on up to heaven, that that you'd think, oh yeah, come to my church on Sunday. You'll love it. <laughs> <laughs> Let me make you some potato salad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we have PB and J's. Doesn't it? I mean, doesn't it? I'm, I get. I'm going to say boggle your mind because that just fits the uh, the subject so well. Boggle your mind that first off, people believe this shit. I don't care what the fuck was going on. Okay, so they didn't have televisions and they couldn't possibly <laughs> fathom what a car is and stuff like that, but. You still got to be able to go, wait a second, <laughs> wait, wait a second. So, so what you're going to tell me is this dude died and then like he zombified and came back or no, that's not what happened. Okay. Well, explain it to me again. He moved a giant boulder. Okay. <laughs> All right. Came back to life. Something feels wrong about this. I don't know. Like, and then they have wars over it still having wars over it with something, something tells every, me it wasn't it wasn't tested slash peer reviewed yeah i'm mm-hmm. i like how how did it get to that point 
I'm feeling like the flying spaghetti monster is just starting to reach his stride where he's going to really start to pull people in because they're going to be like, ah, it all makes sense now. Like what? Any day now, any day now, it's going to, it's going to happen. You, when you, when you say pull them in, you mean strain them, correct? Yes, absolutely. He will strain <laughs> them with his noodly goodness through the colander of, appendages. Through, through the colander of truth or whatever the fuck. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I'm only a uh, a very um, very light fan of the flying spaghetti monster. I just like to bring I, it up periodically just we, to piss people off. We mentioned it earlier, and and that was one of my earlier like when I when I first. Hey, I'm an atheist. It was one of my things, you know. Like it was cute. I had a, a little uh, silver chrome thing on my car, flying spaghetti monster. Nice. Uh, but I've but I've shaken that for the. Uh, there's no reason to pretend like I, I don't have any problem with those kinds of things, but for me, it's very like, I don't want, I don't need a God. I don't need a religion. I don't want people to think I need what they have. So even if I'm just playing, I try not to, you know, I, I like the whole when they, Oh, what did you replace it with? Nothing. I've replaced religion with nothing because I don't need that. You, know, you might lose things from, you know, your religion community, whatever that you have to replace in other ways. But I just I really don't like when people think you need something in place of a religion. Oh, yeah. yeah. I have a friend who is Catholic and she and I got to a, a really heated debate. Well, debate wasn't quite the right argument over this because sure, her position was that you have to believe in something. I was like, why do I have to believe in something? Why? And she's like, because because then otherwise you're just an egotist. And I'm like. That has nothing to do with belief. Yeah. You're asking me, you're asking you know, me to accept in something that I cannot see, cannot feel, cannot sense in any way. I can provide no evidence for whatsoever. And I am irrational because contradicts I itself on a Which, daily basis. I was yeah. going to say when someone's, when someone says to you, uh, <clears throat> you're egotistical because you don't believe in anything, I would say, I believe in myself. Now what? <laughs> yeah that's that ego i'm talking about right there finally i conceded that i believe in evidence and that was not quite good enough for her but it was enough for me to drop the subject and change it because... you know i know i've said it about 100 times already but science is the answer to all of these questions right right and it's <laughs> requires... something to believe in factual evidence and it science. requires no belief because it's there whether you whether you believe it or well, not it also depends on how you use that word i i also say to people i say i value or i understand or yeah you know. i don't like the word belief very much it's too loaded of a word and it, and it gives someone who does have a belief-based worldview ammo that just gives them another angle for them to ignore what you said, pick one little word out, and then try to discredit you or dehumanize you based on that. That's exactly what I was just saying when I was talking about not wanting to do the flying spaghetti monster. That's yeah. my God. This is my church. You know, mm -hmm. for those same reasons, um, I don't have to have a belief. I don't have to have a church. Yeah, yeah. But 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 I do, you know, colloquially, you can use that word you know, I believe in my friend. I believe the sun's going to come up tomorrow, whatever. You can use it that way. I just choose not to, like you said, because I don't want people to get confused. Right, right. <laughs> Saying I believe in mm -hmm. the magic baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and I think it also, you know, it also helps with who you surround yourself with. Because, like, for example, like today, I was talking to my wife about some stuff. And, and I was 
asking questions is like, what if this and what if that? And and she is so versed in history that she'd just be like, no, that is not what happened. And this is what did happen. And I'm like, I'm being schooled. And it's the sexiest fucking thing in the world. (laughs) (laughs) Something about intelligence and confidence and combination is so fucking rad to me. I am 100% with you. Sapiosexual Mm -hmm. uh, with the intelligence thing and then just confidence. Um, you know, I, I've talked to people a lot about my views, like confident women, I shouldn't say confident women, confident people mm-hmm. scare people who aren't confident. It's intimidation. It's yeah. jealousy. Um, if you're comfortable with who you are, confidence is awesome. Like in a, in a guy or a girl, in a partner or a friend, like I like people being confident. I don't see anything. I feel like we, we, we shun that you know too much that people shouldn't be confident because we look at it as arrogance there's a huge Mm -hmm. difference between being proud of who you are and what you know and what you offer and being conceited Mm -hmm. and and i just i think we need to leave more room for people to be proud of who they are i agree i agree and i do Um, i find it very attractive (laughs) well i think i think that people have gotten somehow into the mindset that ego is bad it needs to be eradicated, which is another religious belief. And 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 while I don't think that too much ego is healthy, I also think that that just doing away with it is basically doing away with your your humanity, like like just becoming complacent. So you're just a lump. You know, yeah. what the fuck is the point? Have some interaction with the world, take a stand on some things. Don't just sit there and fucking flow, you know, like. I like some of the Buddhist philosophies, but this idea that you should just flow and let it go can only be applied to your coping mechanisms, not necessarily how you deal with reality. You can't just pretend it's not there and not take a stand because what ends up happening is you get manipulated. You know, I find your wife attractive too. I just wanted to add that in. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You've made that clear. (laughs) It's only been time. twenty some years, you know. Five. Twenty-five. This uh has it really been twenty-five years? In, in wow. Time. Yep. Hit that quarter century mark there, buddy. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Jeez. Wow. Oh, I say I got... twenty-five years and I still think, oh, we were only in school. No, it's been longer than that. Yeah. <laughs> That's impressive. Yeah. It's been longer than that. Yeah. Yeah, she's awesome, man. She 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 builds me up when I need to be built up. She knocks me down when I need to be knocked down. She's not afraid to be honest with me about anything and everything. And I trust her. And and I think that of uh, that communication and trust are like so fucking important. If you don't have those, I don't care what else you have, it, it's gonna fall apart. In in any relationship. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's certainly not um, narrowed down to just a romantic one. Um, And I also think that, you know, in a successful romantic relationship, you're already friends. You know, and birthday head doesn't hurt anything. Oh, not at all. Yeah. Birthday head is. Yeah. I mean, you you have one of those a year, right? Yeah, well, <laughs> I like to celebrate half birthdays. So, yeah, you know, quarter I get I get a half of a blowjob out of that. <laughs> it sweeps my balls is, a little bit. Yeah, Which I was half? just gonna say, is is half a blowjob just like half of the dick or half the time? Well, or how do she's, you do it? She spits on it and cups my balls. That's literally all that happens. <laughs> that's not a blowjob. My no, friends and I do that to each you other. No, that's 
well, this is the relationship I have. And I, that's what I, that's what I live with. So you're telling me, according to you, according to you, my friends and I blow each other all the time. Yes. No. Yes, absolutely. We're we're heterosexual. We just do the ball cupping. Like you said, yeah, it's, that's a sexy story. Thank you. I got to tell you, that's, uh, I, yeah, I'm enjoying that. Tell me more. I, this is a true. <laughs> since we're doing this, I don't know why, but who cares, right? Trail off. When, when I was when I was when I was younger, uh, just after high school, uh, I was living with a friend. Like a friend had a house. Like when we were like eighteen, you know, so it was dangerous. Um, and it was like a party house for us. And uh, the basement was like a hangout. There's a pool table. It was like a really nice, you know, place. And mm-hmm. uh, one time, walked in the house, and there's a group of dudes in the basement watching porn basically circle jerking together and and these are my friends like it wasn't like strangers and i was like oh "Oh, fuck and they're like do you want to be part of it and i'm like no and like in my mind i was like i can't like you know i was also a teenager i'm like are you fucking kidding me and i remember even to this day now i remember thinking i don't understand what they would have gotten out of that or what you get out of that and unless you're attracted to other men and they all said they weren't i don't understand what you would take from that i think now i've never done that and i don't have any issue with that and i don't mean to shame anybody who has done that i I don't either Uh, i'm just no 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 no. i I know you didn't i'm just i always like that whenever we talk about stuff like this we always throw out a little you know preemptive i want to make sure you get my my story straight here that i'm not saying anything bad about it but I could see where maybe you're not exactly turned on by watching your friends jerk off as your friends, but you are like, we're all doing this together and it's kind of like the porn and it's happening in the same room with me. So that gets me off. That's the way they were taking it. It seemed like, like we're, Hey, it's a guy's thing. And it was like, uh, all right. Yeah. You you know, you know, Tommy and I grew up with each other and I don't remember ever masturbating in the same room as you at the same time. If I did, uh, I didn't know we were doing it at the same time at all. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah. Fucking he spent entire summers at my house and I, I, like I remember one time you sat up and, and you were petting an invisible cat. <laughs> I don't know why that stands out in my mind, but you were like, hey. how did you know? Wait, how did you know it was a cat if it was invisible? That's a good. That's point. a good question. Yeah, that's a good question. question. Yeah. How did you know? There was there was some <laughs> chatter involved that you were saying like that's a good boy or something. That could have been anything. Now that I you think prob- about you, it, you probably did like a this and then you went up the tail. <laughs> it was a shape that you were no, petting in the shape no, of a cat. It was, it was more like this. It was like a padding. Maybe I was getting ghost head, and I, I was like, "Good boy." It was your half ghost birthday. <laughs> it was my half ghost birthday. Yeah. Spit on it and cup my balls. Maybe shook it around a little bit, you know. <clears throat> Do it under the sheets or under Bonus. you. <laughs> Do it through a hole in the sheet. I would have never. I would have never been that. able to masturbate on that couch that was in your room anyway. Oh the, yeah, the it was shapeless of, blob of foam. Yeah, it was like it was this cheap ass fold out of couch. The kidney killer. Thing, yeah, and it was made of like sty- like foam. And when you laid in it, your body just sort of sank into it. And when you'd wake up in the morning, it felt like someone had punched you. In the I foot. had a foam couch thingy when I was a kid, and it like folded out, like it folded into a chair, and yeah. like flipped twice. And 
Yeah. 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 Except yeah. this was like wider, you know, was not wider, was wider yeah, than a chair. Yeah. Like you could sit on it next to somebody. I'm just saying it's probably the same type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but it was like, like almost, the most painful vinyl, experience. But it was like plastic. This is like the most painful experience ever. And yet I still was like, yeah, I'll sleep on a couch. <laughs> well, yeah. that's, imagine doing that now. Oh I couldn't. I would God. never get up. Yeah. I'm, I'm sore as fuck today from throwing plywood around and screwing down, you know, boards onto a roof and everything. I couldn't even imagine. Like, I think about that. So, like, the stuff I used to do when I was a kid, mm-hmm. I'd be like, I would not recover for it's, a week. It's like you had superpowers. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, it, it would be nice if we could get it in our heads then, you know, that it's going to fade someday. Cause I knew it was never going to fade. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm still all right, but, <laughs> you know it's catching up and i was talking to a friend not that long ago and we started talking i said have you ever used a like heating pad on your back and he's like oh i love them and we just started talking we we're comparing brands of heating pads and i went dude we used to talk about like what kind of drugs we were doing and girls we were sleeping with and that and, and now we're talking and like yep. these crazy weekends oh i wound up in belize and i woke up with three chicks around me and now we're talking about like uh do you like the uh thermocare or, or the you know whatever back pad it's like what kind of insoles you rocking right now we were laughing hard at that because we talked about it for 10 minutes before we realized we were spending 10 minutes talking about back yeah. heating pads yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Start- I, I did I went, hey buddy he's like yeah i'm like this is it right he's like what i'm like listen to our conversation it's over like i think this is it this yeah. is it. We're, we're, we're done this is the moment yeah, yeah we've reached the, the point, point where the adventure it's give up it's done. yeah it's yeah. Done. oh man yeah when you start talking about what prescriptions you're on you're like oh you know and i get the oh, worst side of, effects speaking <laughs> of do you care if i uh take partake in my prescription absolutely man go for it i actually packed a bowl and i had it sitting here because we talked about that <laughs> So cheers. You are, you are free to at any moment in time. I'm a, I'm, I'm a free human. You are free. That's right. You are free to do as we tell you. You are free to do as we tell you. <laughs> that was not me. That was Mike making that noise. I'd like <laughs> to make that note. Mike, who is never so much as even well, I think I got you contact high once by accident. Yeah, I had also happened to me at a Metallica concert back in the nineties. There was a dude standing about ten feet away from me that was smoking a comically large joint. And when I say comically large, I mean like cigar in a cartoon <laughs> size. Like the thing was this big around and like. Like you know, my cigar. Yeah, yeah. My my brother can vouch for that because both of us went, dude. That is the biggest joint I have ever seen. He could have smoked it with every person in that fucking venue. I have a really it's good amazing. story. That, I have a really good quick story that ties in with smoking marijuana and being at a concert as well. Huh. Uh, and you'll also find this funny because we talked about earlier the Pantera thing uh, in the nineties, late mid to late nineties. Uh, I, I grew up uh, R&B hip hop fan and my friends, not everybody, but you know, some of my friends were, were into different stuff. Well, there was a crossover between a few friends and I where, uh, you know, there's, there's a few groups that people like in and out and Wu-Tang Clan had like a huge following regardless of who it was. So a friend of oh, mine yeah. who didn't listen to a lot of hip hop loved Wu-Tang Clan. They went on tour with Rage Against the Machine. Ooh. So 
Yeah, so I knew nothing about Rage Against the Machine, but I loved Wu-Tang, and we were with the four of us. Oh, you might even know, like, uh, what do they call it now? Like Camden, the E-Center, whatever it is, Tweeter mm-hmm. Center. Um, so two were, like, row eight, right near the front, row five, and then the others were two, like, uh, in a field. So we switched. Like, two of us would do, you know, Rage that loved them, and the other we'd switch to do Wu-Tang. So I was down low for Wu-Tang, and Method Man passed a blunt out into the audience, and I got to hit it. <laughs> so I can always tell people I hit a blunt from method, man. That's pretty Not cool like together, yeah. but you know, uh, and, and then this is where it gets funny for rage against the machine. I went up onto the field and I'm watching. And, uh, as a younger guy who was very, you know, normal American dude, a little patriotic. And I see an upside down flag is the first thing I see. And I get a little like, who are these guys? Who do they think they are with the flag upside down? You know, I was that type of dude then. And, uh, then everybody started punching each other and I had never heard of or knew anything about moshing to me. They're punching each other. And I don't know why the fuck everybody's fighting. Cause there's music on <laughs> like, it didn't make any sense to me. And these guys started screaming, turn the radio on, fuck it, turn it off, turn the TV on, fuck it, turn it off. I don't know why I remember that. Cause I just kept saying, turn something on and turn it off. That is and the lyrics then- to one of their songs. Yeah. Yeah. I know that yeah. stuck in my head from that moment. And then yep. some dude literally <laughs> hit punched me in the head like an elbow to the side of the head kind of thing. And I went to the side, I turned around and I cocked them. Like I flat out punched. And my boy's like, what are you doing? And his boy stopped. What are you doing? I'm like, he just punched me. So I punched him back. And he goes, no, he moshed you. I'm like, fine. Then I fucking moshed him. What the, I don't care what you call it. He punched me in the face. <laughs> and, and back then that was my first lesson of no people like pushing each other around for mm-hmm. fun. And they, that's their dancing. Yeah. That was my introduction to that. Yeah. yeah it's insanity. Su- moshing is super weird. I, I've always noticed whenever I've been in the pit that it's weird how these circles just spontaneously form where everyone all at the same time on some weird unknowable cue pulls back a good 10 feet in every direction. And then you have this, this circle appear and then people start flinging themselves into each other. And I mean, and the funny thing is, is like you say, yeah, people like it. There's a, a kind of a weird, brutal love to it because I got knocked down and picked up before I even knew I was had fallen over. And I got patted on the back and he was like, yeah, buddy. And then I elbowed a guy <laughs> in the face and I was like, cool, I'm part of the, I'm an initiate now, you know? I know other people who do that. You know who Opus Dei is? Who? Opus Dei, I was joking. It's 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 a religious sect who beats <laughs> themselves. Yeah. Oh, no, I've never heard of that. They whip themselves in the back. Self-flagellation or flagellation yep. or whatever the hell That's it is. It, yep. Yeah. Oof. Flagellation. Flage- self-flagellation. Well, I think we all do a little bit of that. Oh, man. I wish I yeah. could, but my stomach gets in the way. I knew a guy who was into the ecstatic shit, like speaking in tongues and fucking. It all took that me shit. a minute for the flatulation stomach <laughs> in the way. That was, it was delayed really good. <laughs> no, I knew a guy who was like, you know, Pentecostal, right? So mm. he was into like the speaking in tongues and all that kind of shit. And Did you say he was a pedophile speaking in tongues? Pe- pe- Pentecostal. <laughs> Oh, the ones who call everybody a pedophile. Yeah. Yeah. And speak in tongues. And yes. probably are so are. Yeah. Yeah. Some. Yeah. He was so he was so disconnected from reality. He came to work at my job um, as a computer operator. And I remember he was looking at he was on his computer on his break and he was looking at an ad for a Snapple. And it was the Snapple website. 
And when you floated your mouse over the Snapple bottles, they'd pop up and do a little noise. And he'd go, ha, ha, ha. He'd start laughing moronically at this. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you laughing at? He's like, isn't that the coolest thing you've ever seen? And I'm like, you don't get out much, do you? And he's like, no, I live with my parents. <laughs> and, then, and then fucking my coworker asks him what he's on. And he goes, oh, God and Jesus, God and Jesus. I'm high on life, man. Yeah, I just, I just, I get so happy when I think about Jesus. It, it was like a drug. It was literally like this guy was on, on, on methamphetamine. And, and honestly, as messed up as it sounds, that's one of the reasons it's so tough to get people off of it. Because that yeah. feeling they get. Yep, yep. Dopamine hit. Yep. And, and it's a, one of the few dopamine hits in the world that gets a big thumbs up from society. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah, no, you're a good, you're a good religious boy. You right. Know? Yeah. You're a good one because you believe in God and, and you can do no wrong. I'm going to backpedal for a moment here and ask a question of our guest here. Is Camden, in fact, one of the scariest places on the East Coast? <laughs> I, I, well, now I don't yeah. think that's the case. I think Camden has gotten a little nicer. Uh, over the last couple decades. Uh, but when I was a kid, um, it definitely was one of the more dangerous <laughs> places. But, but saying that, I was one of the more daring Caucasian kids in my area. So like, it's like almost like I wanted to be there because I wanted to prove that I wasn't scared of it kind of thing mm -hmm. as a kid. Um, so I was in Camden a decent amount. I used to buy my weed as a kid on 8th and Division Streets in Camden and you know, not like gonna go arrest somebody but but uh that was, that <laughs> it was an eagle uh i think you're cool. was, you want the guy's name yeah so, um, <laughs> so I, did, I used to know i used to know people on a corner and it was like my regular spot and and i think about it because i could have gotten weed so many other places but it was like i wanted to know the in people and get the good stuff and i would you know occasionally bring my friends there and they didn't like them because they were also white um <laughs> But like I'd gotten in good with them. So anyway, long story short, Camden back then was very dangerous. Um, it was it was one of those places that like because it was shitty and the people who were there like almost had like a pride in we got the shittiest place. Like it was <laughs> they weren't going to let it. You know what I mean? Like it, honestly, yeah. it was. And 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 um, yeah, it was pretty nasty, pretty scary. Like you couldn't be there lights after dark um, as as a caucasian that was not really you know from the area i i shouldn't even say it wasn't from the area in general it's pretty scary i mean i've i had a couple incidents like nothing bad happened but uh I, I was in riding in the back of a friend's truck once and we had bottles thrown at us like like glass bottles shattering on the truck that could have like you know done some damage mm -hmm. and it was just you know racist uh tropes being screamed at us nothing was wrong just because we were there. Um, but I know that happens in plenty of places in reverse. <laughs> so, uh, it, yeah, it was very dangerous, but I liked danger when I was a kid. I, I just after school, I had a job where I sold, I, I went door to door in Camden selling stuff. <laughs> wow. And, and yeah. that for me was like a badge of honor. I was, a, I mean, it was funny. I used to wear, I just, this will tell you, I used to wear like turquoise and orange and maroon suits, like bright suits. Like I was that dude, Miami Vice type stuff, you know? Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I was like that dude. And I'd wear like a leather trench coat over my suit in the winter, walking the streets of Camden. I thought I was the shit back then. I was wrong. 
but <laughs> I did. I was I was the typical sort of grunge punk look, without uh, without any of like the, the the fucking bragging points to go with it. You know, like I had never been to a show the in look. my life. Yeah, so I had the look <laughs> down, but not the walk. And I had a I had at that time in that sector, um, chain wallets were really popular, and a couple of them one really long. So I was like, well, fuck it. I'm going to go all the way out. I'm going to go where no one else has gone before with this chain wallet shit. And I had a chain wallet that was literally a dog chain, a four foot long dog chain that went all the way down to my ankle. And my hair was dyed red. And I think I had a nose ring or an earring. I can't remember. No, it was an earring. And I was just trying so hard, dude. I was trying so, so hard to look apart. You know, which is so funny because isn't punk about nonconformity? Like, isn't the whole idea of being well, a punk, being a yeah. nonconformist? But I I was, even though I was kind of being a nonconformist, like it, there weren't other people like that. Like, because I actually, <laughs> one year, this is true, that kind of matches with the suits. My senior or junior year in high school, I think my junior, but I wore silk ties with silk shirts to school and that was my thing like i was the one who did that so yes it's different but i was also trying to play a part you know what i mean like i was trying to be the smooth yeah, yeah. so we all were trying to be what we wanted yeah. to be back then and, yeah. and, the funny thing is, yeah. and, and the funny thing is i mean i did i thought i was pretty cool like i did yeah. but but i look back at it now and i think you know i was like just trying to play a, trying to be that guy i wanted people to notice me like i still do um, I loved attention, still do. Mm -hmm. uh, but we wouldn't have, like I said this to Tom, because we really would not have been friends back then. And, yeah. and I can say that coming from my side, at least, like it's not like I would have been like rude to someone you know that was different to me like that. But we wouldn't have hung out. Like I was very clicky, and like you said, you were trying to play a part. And how fucked up is that? Like when we talk about you know the, how we connect now because of because of our minds and having similar interests. Who cares about that crap? No, like what color your hair is or how long well, the chain hanging out your unfortunately ass is. you don't learn that and get the wisdom that goes along with it with unless you have age yeah so yeah yeah, yeah. yeah yeah because i mean dude there was people that like in school were not anybody that i would have hung out with that i found myself hanging out with and being friends with later on in life because i was yeah. like one of the guys i was like bro i sold him a motorcycle and we were driving around together and hanging out. And I was like, I, this is so weird because I don't think like when we were in junior high or high school that I would have been anywhere near you. I thought you were a dick, yeah. <laughs> you know, and here we are hanging out, drinking beer, you know, last, and everything else. Last night I went to a friend. My, my, I have these friends that grew up in the same neighborhood as me, twin sisters. And uh, they had a little, get he together. talks of all these friends. I've never seen them. I just wanted to tell you that. They went to another school. They went to another school. We didn't know Same them. with my girlfriend, man. My dad Come works on. for Nintendo. Many, many Teo's girlfriends. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we, we met up at Parkside uh, for a little while to hang out and just talk and enjoy the birthday. And, and, uh, and I ended up like, we were like friends and everything in, in school. But like, it wasn't like we hung out at each other's house. But we like made plans and like, like I just connected with her and her husband completely. And it's like, yeah, man, you know, your, your values change. And then you reconnect with people and find, whoa, yours did too. And we kind of came to the same 
Isn't that one of the greatest realizations? Yeah. yeah about your great. about your your upbringing and about your values and everything when you run into somebody that you were, you know, you naturally are gravitated towards them later in life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and and you get along. It's 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 crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I well, took the garbage out a long time ago. So Yeah, I I, I go ahead. No, I, I was just gonna add to that. Um I didn't, and I think you know that. I didn't take the garbage out until very recently. Um it took uh Trump and the pandemic uh for me to realize that my whole life I've been surrounding myself with people who I who I I really enjoyed hanging out with because they were fun. Mm-hmm. But over the last 15 plus years, I've been focusing so much on my better, what I consider bettering myself and my personal education. And they just weren't. So like I would start showing up to parties and I just say this phrase because it's an easy way to, you know, sum it up. But I would show up at a party and I would say something like, hey, did you hear we found this new exoplanet in whatever solar system? Dot, 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 dot. And my boys would be like, dude, shut up and grab a beer. So I would shut up and grab a beer. Now, you can combine those things, right? But what I was doing for 15 plus years, over 15 years, was because I didn't go to school. Like any of my education that I have is like we, we've talked about this. Is It's YouTube University, you know, and then I eventually started reading books and stuff. But my education is all from pretty much from late 20s, 28, 29 to 30 to 45. Um, and it's it's all self. And my friends who I was with were my friends I grew up with. And we always partied together and they were good people. They cared about me and we had fun, but they just didn't do the education part while I was. Mm -hmm. And then this shit hit with Trump and the misinformation and the QAnon crap. And I mean, I I lost friends. I'll be honest. It's not just the politics, you know, and the stuff that happened with the pandemic. It, It gets to like my friend thinking, you know, amethyst can cure cancer. Like there was just so much shit where. I didn't know who they were in that way anymore. And they were looking at me like I was literally, you said like the antichrist, the devil, because Mm -hmm. I was, you know, I would say something positive about, I mean, not in a weird way about Bill Gates or about Dr. Fauci. And they would be like, you're the devil and you're trying to to microchip us. Dr. Fauci has some amazing eyes. Don't you guys think? And he really Mm -hmm. fills out a pair of slacks and they were like, wait a second. no. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it, it was it, it was just it was really I mean, it was the point where they were like yelling at me. You're telling me 5G is going to cause me cancer. And I'm like, but you don't even know what radio waves are like. I'm sorry. Like, mm-hmm. we can't have this talk. Like, I can tell you how it's theoretically not possible. Like what you're describing can't happen. And right. they just anyway, so I had to part ways because they started hating me for the things I was sticking up for and, and speaking up for. So I, I, I don't regret any of the way my life went. Like, I've had a lot of great experiences and I've had a lot of great people, mm-hmm. but over at least especially the last two three years 98 percent, like literally of everybody is gone whether it was to religion or to misinformation type stuff or just to people who who my anti-religion stuff has picked up you know i mean i've been like that for a long time but it's gotten worse with the trump QAnon, christian nationalism shit and a lot of my friends who weren't even religious they they didn't like it because it was you know but it doesn't hurt anybody you're not seeing it right you know, they're good, loving, caring Christians, and you're just being mean to them. They didn't realize I was standing up for the innocent people. They weren't seeing being hurt. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my female friends, my LGBTQ plus community friends, dot, 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 whatever you want. Yeah. My Muslim friends, even because of religion, religions fighting oh, each yeah. other. But um, so I just I had to shed that all. And I did over the last few years. And 
everybody, you know, you guys meeting me and who I am infidel on Twitter is my life now. Like it really is, you know, I'm on there a lot and I do a lot of this stuff and uh, it's because everything else is gone and this is what I care about now. So, mm-hmm. you know, my, my circle got demolished, but I'm rebuilding it. <laughs> And it's going to be a lot smaller. Like I had this huge, wonderful, fun circle. I'm going to have a small, tight circle now, but it's going to be tight, you know? Well, it's and quality. the next time a pandemic and comes yeah, across. A lot more or, enjoyable too, undoubtedly. I mean, that's. Well, and I'm, I'm having, I, I said, you know, the other night, like I have these conversations on spaces on Twitter, you know, and with you guys, like I never had people around me who I could share these things with that I cared about that I was learning. Like, you know, you're a sports guy. And we talked about that. I, that was everything to me. And I could talk sports with my friends, but I couldn't talk the science stuff that I got into and, mm-hmm. and it's not just science. Like for me, I consider humanism a big part of that where it's just like compassion that to me coincides with the science, you know, the logic reason leading to compassion is kind of my thing now. Mm-hmm. And they're not bad people. They just, we don't care about the same stuff anymore. And a lot of it is because they don't have the same understanding of the world as I do. And I'm not saying that as like they're bad or it's wrong, mm-hmm. but I just can't be around people like that to bring me down. I get it. It's like, for me, if there's somebody that I know that I can't just have a normal conversation with about anything that happened during my day, mm-hmm. it stops being worth it for me after a while. And again, like you're saying, it's not because they're bad people. It's not because I hate them. It's just because it's, it's, it doesn't make sense to me. Why invest? To yeah, to invest myself in something that I'm going to get nothing out of but an argument. Like uh, those people, I just kind of, you know, I just kind of ignore them. I may see them from time to time, like, hey, what's up? You know, how you doing? How's your family? What's your dad up to? Or whatever. But other than that, yeah, it it doesn't go any further than that anymore. I, I think I think society trains us to like that we're supposed to keep people in our lives, that we're supposed to keep family, quote unquote, in our lives, and we wind up hurting ourselves and them. Because we're working to keep what we have oh, instead yes. of what works, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I had an aunt who was absolutely batshit fucking crazy. I also just want to let you know, because I'm going to be rude. I'm going to start eating right now, because this is my, <laughs> bedtime, my, my bedtime medicine. Oh, go for it. Go for it. Um, All right. I had an aunt who Don't was, you go to sleep on us. Um, got about an hour until that starts kicking in. Was, and then about two hours of fun. <laughs> Poor sleep. She was she was um hit in the face with a baseball when she was young. Um, and so she was on Vicodin and all kinds of other medications for her entire adult life. And do you she, say she was hit with a baseball? Yeah, like a softball. Okay. Yeah, she got hit in the head when she was a young kid and it fucked up her, her whole head or jaw. I got a line drive to the head one time from about 10 feet away from my brother. We were playing baseball, so I know how that can feel. She had like a plate in her jaw and all kinds of stuff and tons of like, like drug issues. And all of it was given the sign off by her doctor. So she never sought treatment and she never saw it as a problem. And she slowly slipped into psychosis Um, and she became combative and hostile. And and like, she came up to me one Thanksgiving, my friend was there with us. Um, He had just gotten out of the Navy and he, he, I was like, well, you can come stay with us for Thanksgiving. And she comes up to me and my mother, my wife and I had just had a miscarriage 
and we were talking about how I wasn't going to have kids and that, you know, I decided it's just like, that wasn't the right time in my life for kids. And she said, well, it's good. You decide that after your little mistake. Whoa. And I kind of went, yeah. I, I, I went like nuclear dark, you know, it's like boom, critical mass just hit. And it's just a matter of time before everything fucking explodes. And I'm listening to this almost from outside of my body. As as he she then turns to my sister and begins to berate her about her education choices and then knowing nothing about him at all, turns to my friend who she had just met and begins berating him because he didn't have a house yet. And and at that point, I pushed past her. I went out to my mom oh. like mom, mom. And my mom is like trying to protect everything. She's super stressed out because it's Thanksgiving. And she's like, don't not do this. And I'm like, no, you need to listen, mom. This is what happened. And I told her, and she, I've never seen my mom so angry because she went completely silent. And when that's like, that's like bombs about to go off. Like my anger transferred into her and, and, and she threw, she threw my aunt out. The next year she came and told us that my dad, my dad had gotten Parkinson's from the television set or some fucked up shit like that. I couldn't even track it. She was fucking nuts, man. Is she like your great aunt? No, no. It's like your mom's sister. No, uh, my mom. That's your great aunt. I'd hate to hear about your shitty aunt. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, uh, my, my mom's brother's wife. Okay. Uh, Both are past now. Oh, ready? Just because you just said that phrase, I, I get to say something fun, and we'll see if it goes anywhere. My father cheated on my mother with his brother's wife. Wow, that's a real story. And then married his brother's wife, his brother's ex-wife. I'll say this uh, wow. to the end of time: I could never sleep with a woman that slept with my brother. I love my brother dearly. Well, the thought the thought of doing that. Makes me feel icky. When, when, I, when, when I became an adult, I mean, obviously that was there for me. My father was part of my life, but not, you know, he, I was a single, single mother. They got divorced right after that. I was, I was less than a year old. So I just only knew my life as my mother, as my only child with my mother. And then my father was an occasional, you know, weekend here and there, wouldn't show up half the time, that type of, you know, thing. The presence in the mail would never be in the mail. That kind of dad. Well, we we have a very similar story for that. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so 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 when I got to be an adult enough, I looked at it like cheating on my mother was not the worst part of that. You fucked your brother's wife, like so. I I confronted him as an, an adult, and I said, "Hey, listen, I have a question for you. I because I just can't get this out of my head. I need to just have this talk with you if we're going to have any kind of relationship." can you tell me how, like how that went, like how you were able to do that? And how do you reconcile that? He basically did it. It's none of your business. I was younger. We make mistakes. And it's like, you weren't, you weren't a kid. You already had me and you got divorced and you like, what are you talking? Plus it would be you fundamentally almost, changed my life with your decision. Yeah, it would almost, so, it would yeah. almost be a little different if he had ended up with her, but that was his second wife, not his third. So at that point, it was just like, I can't believe like what it takes to do that to someone's brother. Yeah. I, I j- there's so many humans in this world that you could have slept with. I, I don't, I don't, it's, it's just mind boggling to me. Mind boggling. There's but, a lot of yeah, mind boggling going on today. Yeah. yeah. 
we don't speak anymore. I'm completely cut off um, about less than two years ago. You know, I said I've cut everybody off. One part of it was I'm cutting off all of my lifelong friends who I've loved. Why the fuck wouldn't I cut off this douche who I talk to once a year so he can give me crap? <laughs> you right. know, like that's kind of what it was. Right. So it made it easier to cut him out. And and I he's he became the first human who I've ever blocked on my phone. Wow. To about two years ago, year and a half ago. <laughs> well, you know, you had recently taught did a talk on Twitter about your friend who went full for Trump. <laughs> and 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 became a pillar of that community or rather a, a, a token of that community <laughs> good way to yeah, accurate yeah. saying a pillar implies that they've you know done something worth looking up to and well, you know upright and everything else no, so. he, it's not quite that yeah i'll go yeah <laughs> do you want me to tell it a little if, you, if you'd like i mean you're yeah, free you yeah. don't have to no yeah uh so uh one of my friends like it was somebody i was friends friends with and i don't want to go too in depth but like we didn't just know each other we talked on the phone you'll never you know, hear this don't worry we, no i don't care <laughs> he's he's gone he he he. we played in you know fantasy leagues together we were we were buddies and uh he, he is black and uh was religious but i didn't it wasn't a huge deal as far as i knew to him the closer, the, the more Trump stuff we got, the more he got very Christian Trumpy on me. And I started seeing it and he started speaking to me differently. And then he started like, I say running in circles. He started following all these Trump QAnon type people on you know social media. I watched him go from having like 500 followers on Instagram to having seven or 8,000 in a month, month and a half. Because he became like this black token for Trump guy. He would go to the rallies and people would like buy him gifts. And like they were like, he was like, and he felt, and this is like so sad because like he felt like somebody's showing me love. Look, they love me. The Christians love me. How, if these old white ladies from Florida love me, why can't my friends love me? And it's like, because they don't love you. They love what you're going to be able to do for them, you know, or they can say, look, yeah. we have a black friend. It was like really like that. And it made me feel sick for, for him, but he just, he, so he started responding to me. I was, how can you think this? How can you think that on social media about politics? And the reply would be, well, you're free to feel the way you feel. And I feel the way I feel. I hope one day you will accept Jesus and you will know the true blessings. Like that was all the time. And then he would be like, well, I don't care if you feel that way. I will still pray for you because I love you, my brother. I would never say the things you say to me. And I'm like, you're doing it right now. Like I started getting very, you know, uh, and it was in public. And then he has all these 75-year-old white ladies from Texas and Florida backing him up, calling me evil, evil atheist. Why are you questioning his beliefs? Why are you? And it was just like, I'm trying to help my friend. You're stealing him. So fast forward, I cut him off. It got bad. Cut him off completely. And I cut off all my old social media. So I wasn't running in those circles anymore. Uh, and if anybody knows Ron Filipowski, uh -huh. uh, he's mm -hmm. pretty big uh, in the political world. Uh, former uh, prosecutor, I don't want to say attorney, uh, DA, whatever in Florida. Um, and he, he retired during the pandemic because of shit with DeSantis. Like he literally like said to him, like, I'm not going to work under you kind of thing. I can't do my job anymore. And he left the court. Um, and he's been doing a lot of political, you know, anti-Trump 
right mm-hmm. stuff uh, as somebody who formerly was kind of one of the one of the the supporter-ish. Uh, and he tweeted something and I see my friend at the, tr- I mean, it was like a one minute video of just my friend. And my friend was pulling up in a Dukes of Hazard Confederate car, like brand new, all done up with the Confederate flag on the top. He's wearing a red, white, and blue cowboy hat. I mean, like he looks like those people, right? Mm-hmm. And he pulls up and this guy's like uh, selling Trump merchandise and he's another black guy. And he looks up and he goes, whoa, are you really rocking that? Like, that's your car? And he's like, yeah, man. And he, the other guy walks up to his hand and rubs his hand like this to check if he's like black. He's like, for real? And he's like, yeah. And he goes, watch this. And he honks the horn and like it does the fucking General Lee song. Like, and that was it. And he's laughing like it's fun for him. And then I went like, Holy, like it brought something up in me because that was two weeks ago. I haven't seen him in a year and a half. He's gotten worse. He didn't, he, when I knew him, he didn't have any money. There's no way. I mean, like in my head, that car, they're like, get, they're, they're making him the worst token Trump QAnon thing he can be. Mm. And like, it, it, it's crushing to me, like to watch it. There's nothing I can do. He's gone. But to watch him be at the forefront of that MAGA, whatever the fuck disgusting QAnon right wing Christian nationalism shit, somebody who was like my friend. And now we got famous people tweeting him out. Like, look at this token for Trump. It it crushes me. It crushes me because he he's, he was susceptible. He was weak and he felt like he, like he needed love. He wanted somebody to care for him. And Mm. he found it in these people. He thinks he found it in these people. And he so did. And he found the opposite kills me. And do you find like part of you wishes you had caught on to it sooner? Like you could have intervened in some way, like, cause that's how I often get. I'm like, I, I failed in some way. I must have because this yeah, person, I, I love them and trusted them. And you know. I used to, I used to feel that way. Um, but no, I don't anymore because uh, I was a really good friend to him. And when I say that, I don't just mean like, we were like, you know, cool. Like, he was somebody who would call me like cry. Like I'll say it openly. I don't give a fuck. Cause he's hurting people now. I know he's not trying to, but he would call me crying about like problems with like girl problems. Why doesn't she love? He was very emotional, you know, dude. I mean, it also kind of, you know, plugs into him needing this emotional security, Yeah, yeah. but he would call me like sad about a girl over and over day in and day out about the same girl. And it was like, I knew, it was pointless, like his talks to me. But I sat there comforting this dude because he was like, to me, that's the kind of dude I want to be friends with. Somebody who does care, who's compassionate, who feels. But he he just didn't have enough education, knowledge, whatever to back him up. And he went full feeling and he got used. I mean, that's what happens. These people are susceptible. They need something. They want something. They're, they're, they're not educated enough to defend themselves uh, from these things. And it's it's not just with like the Trump shit, like being a token. It's with religions. Like they find a group of people who show them love that they want and, and community. And like, and it's what he's got. He's got community now. He can't believe these white people treat me better than all of my black friends because my black friends don't like me doing this. He, he doesn't. That's how yeah, that is. A, that is a powerful, have- powerful, sad story. Yeah. And they don't they don't believe in what he believes. So they're not supporting him anymore. They don't believe in him. Oh, I as had, soon as, and that's the other, yeah. what I, in my head, I think what's going to happen to him when his Trump run is over. Oh yeah. They'll, yeah. They'll, he'll be hung up to dry. 
Yeah, they'll forget about either him. that or he's going to move on to the next psychophant, which there will be another one. Yeah, there'll I know. Be there'll, just one, there'll be another one. You know, I mean, yeah. we, we, we've we just seen the head of the monster so far. I the know. rest of it is still obscured I, and it's ugly. I know. I, I, I know people personally who I mean, I'm not friends with them, but like connected who are who have switched in the last month or two from Trump and gone, okay, I'm going to Santos because it's all they feel they can have left. Like, oh, well, they, like they're, they're, if they're seeing defeat, they're going to hop onto whatever the next if possible the, win as, is. As if that fucking douche is any kind of an example for anything. It's, it's, take, right. take money that was earmarked for COVID relief to ship migrants, you know, to a sanctuary city. And, uh, and then look what happens. But a week and a half, two weeks later, now your people are hurting and, Guess who doesn't have money? Because you fucking wasted it. Yeah, great example. Great example of of really caring about your fellow man and responsible but, but that's government the and everything the, else. You know, that's the thing. Like you said, he's not supposed to. He's the next one. Yeah, Trump Junior ish. I mean, like it's it, it's like it's like that um, arrogant, boastful USA above everything else. Fuck the rest of the world is like a thing now for half. Well. At least thirty something percent of the United States. Yeah, it's, you know? it's definitely not half. It's definitely no, not I, half. That's why yeah. I dropped it. Yeah, yeah. I said thirty. Yeah. And uh, the the funny thing about DeSantis is, I kind of gave him credit a while back and said, "Oh, he's scarier than Trump because he's smarter. He's not he can speak. Yeah, he's he's like, not smart. He can speak. Yes, but he he is literally not smarter. I don't think he's <laughs> I don't think he's intelligent either. But he can speak. No. he's like Trump that can speak. That's all. Yeah, I don't Which think Cruz is dumb. I think Cruz knows what he's doing. No, Cruz knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah, you can spot it. Like who who are the ones who who are spinning it into uh, you know who know it's a grift. If a fucking Canadian guy named Raphael can spin himself in Texas as being Ted Cruz the American, then the guy's got some fucking intelligence somewhere. Yeah. Well, that's I mean, you like, know, if you look or, at the, or the he's other just ones, really, like, really good at lying. But like the Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. No, no, they're idiots. No, right. they're little they're little puppets for for whoever is paying them. And they'll no. eventually wear out their welcome like Sarah Palin did. Yeah. And That's- they'll go by the wayside. But what's what's after them? You know, I- it's the evil that we don't know that is truly scary at this point. Like, what wh- what's the next step? You never think like, oh, they just did that. They couldn't possibly get worse. And yeah, then they I, get I've, worse. I've, I've given up on thinking that it can't get worse because with, with well, yeah, Trump, I stopped that too because I reached a point where I was like, every single day there's something new that is just absolutely unbelievably asinine. So he said, it, he said, and I know this is simple, but I'm just going back to this. He said he grabs him by the pussy. Mm-hmm. Then he became president of the United States. At, at that moment, like at that, when all that happens, everything after that was like throwing your hands up. But it kept, like you said, it kept being like, like the Bible stunt, like the holding the Bible upside down and gassing people on the autographing the fucking Bible for people. I thought that day, <laughs> I really did. I went, the Christians are not gonna, they're gonna bail on him after this, and they fucking didn't at all. And no, I no. was shocked that he didn't lose half of Christianity that day. I don't under, I, I, I. Honestly, I'm confounded by it because I I don't have the mental capacity to understand. I'm apparently not dumb enough to understand how that makes sense and and how and how it's okay. 
You're not capable it's, of doing it's, we're the gonna mental support gymnastics. no matter what. Yeah, I just I just can't. I mean, like if if uh you know, I don't know, like one of my favorite uh, actors uh started signing the Bible and and acting, I would be like, that motherfucker's crazy. Apparently, I misunder I I uh, misunderestimated. That's not even a fucking word. I underestimated, underestimated. them. Yeah. <laughs> I almost said it and then I did say it. I underestimated them. They're crazy. This is no good for me. You know, I'm done. Yeah. You know, and that's like a small, it's a small thing. It says we're not talking about something that I truly believe means life and death and something that truly guides my, my, my world and my spirit and everything that's else. That's why you have to and, question how much they believe. And yet you let him get away with it. It just, I, I, I I've said to many people, if I were Christian, I would hate Trump more than I do now. I would hope so. Because the guy I would literally would... stands for everything that you're supposed to be against. He is the embodiment of the seven deadly sins. You know, like, ah, how? He's broken every commandment. <laughs> That's a good line. He's the embodiment of the seven deadly sins. He really is. <laughs> oh, you know, God, I just, ooh, it blows yeah. my mind. And and then the, then they turn around and criticize other people who do things that are similar to what he does. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, it's all deflection and, and, and projection. And <laughs> well, that was the semi-fascist line. Yeah. That, that, I was, that was enjoyable to me because, because the whole, just because of the hypocrisy of it, not because I think people should be called that in general, but like by, by presidents, no matter who it is, but it kind of made a little sense. And and just the whole how dare a president speak like that? It's like what the clutching their what pearls. What are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I thought you liked that. I thought that's what you want. You liked locker room talk. You like dirty shit. It's just locker room talk. You freaking oh, do that, conservatives. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, I, the fuck your feelings crowd gets hurt by yeah, it gets uh, their exactly, feelings really hurt. Yeah. You know, I don't have any stories as drastic as yours for losing people because of the uh, Trump uh, menagerie. But I mean, I did have a friend that like was like freewheeling and like anti-establishment punk rock smoke weed, you know, party all the time and everything else who suddenly turned on a dime. Yeah, no, I, I I didn't mean that as as though you know, oh, people who do that are you know, that's immoral, sir, <laughs> or anything. No, I just meant like he was, you know, just very open, and all of a sudden started telling me crazy shit about like, uh, what, what what was my the the line that became too much for me because I made up with him because. I, you know, like I went to a party at his house every year and we were friendly with each other. And I was like, all right, maybe, maybe the politics thing is too much. And I still like him. He's still my friend and everything. And then he came out with people who, uh, who don't accept their gender identity the way that it is are have mental health issues. There, there, there's problems. And I'm like, okay, I have one child that's gay, I have another child that is non binary. So you're telling me that my kids are mentally disturbed because they don't fit whatever fucking mold you think they should fit into. Is this person, are you friends with Jordan Peterson? 
<laughs> no, I'm not. But very, you know, same vein, I think. You know, because, no, but, you were saying because it's it's like almost there. And then that. And yeah. and that that was my breaking point. I was like, if you see me somewhere, take a wide berth. I don't want to see you. I don't want to talk to you anymore. And his last thing was like, well, you know, I'll always love you, man. And I'll I'll pray for you and stuff. And I'm like, fuck you. up your ass and around the corner both hands you know the thing is if 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 people i hate the pray for you stuff i don't hate that people would pray for me because if they believe they should pray for me but i hate when they tell you because if if you really believe it you don't fucking have to tell people they're gonna do it like that's like me saying like hey it's uh, a condescending thing to say i know so i'll fill it up with air no like just be there when i need you like i don't I, i don't get the i'm going to do i'm going to request this on your behalf like mm-hmm. it's, it's, to it's a, a condescending yeah it's a condescending shit talk kind of thing that that uh you know they oh, oh i got one over on him because i said oh i'll pray for you because i'm better than that person is yeah. that's that's a, bless, that's the whole bless, thing in a nutshell bless his heart. So, bless you his know, heart. so yeah like uh i haven't run into him anywhere and I've been wanting to say it for years. His wife is ugly, period. That's it. <laughs> you know, one of the things I wanted to say, though, when you mentioned your hey, Michael, when you mentioned your kids, um, you know, one of the things that is really, really important to me. Um, and I'll just say it when I don't know if you did you see the shirt that I have? Yeah, I say the shirt that I have. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I uh, I don't know. I really well, this pissed this past this pissed this past week. I haven't been like well, it, looking at it, anything. So re- regardless, it's not even it's yeah. uh, long story short. Uh, I tweeted something one day and somebody really liked my tweet and they asked me if they could turn the tweet into a shirt. I said, yeah, sure. Have fun with it. That's like I'm honored. That sounds awesome. So they, they made a shirt out of it. Um, and basically what the quote is, is. Uh, I'll stop fighting against your imaginary friend when you stop fighting against my real friends. And it was very LGBTQ plus community related mm-hmm. um, because, you know, I did it with a flag, you know, a trans and a, a, a gay flag, or LGBTQ uh, flag. Uh, because to me, it was very like, like you, you get mad at me for mocking this deity thing you're fucking making fun of real people like you're hurting real people mm-hmm. so so a big part of that and i'll i'll show you the shirt later or whatever but they made a shirt and it sold a decent amount and all the proceeds 100 go to lgbtq plus nice uh yeah charities and Very it, just nice. to me that was like so nice just to be a part of that i'm like oh fucking yeah do whatever the fuck you want with my words you know um but it, it really was nice to me I, i've had a decent amount of people purchase them it's not from me it's like from a thing you know i don't I just see it because my friends have shown me a couple pictures with them wearing it. Mm-hmm. And and it's more about the support. But the reason I went there just now is because when you say that part, a huge part to me of what has separated me from a lot of my older friends who I've lost is the compassion that has come along with what I consider being a humanist. And to me, it's a combination of secular humanist. Um, and it's come from a lot of my education in the sciences. Like back, in, you know, you learn enough about biology. <laughs> you're not going to hate people for their genetics. You learn enough about uh, you know, uh, just where people are from about our, 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 our lines evolutionary wise that we're all connected. When I tell people you're my brother, we're literally fucking related. And I know that. So it's silly. And I don't care where your ancestors grew up according to the equator. Like if they grew up closer or further, that makes you lighter or darker. So I feel differently about you. It just made me feel like 
a lot of these things we use to separate us are are just so archaic and it's because we don't know better like we fear what we don't know and people are Mm -hmm. afraid and we've just advanced so much further than our brains have you know as a species we're moving so fast technology wise and learning things I can't fuck with anybody. When I say fuck, I mean like be friends with. <laughs> You're from Philly, mm-hmm. you get it. Yeah, I get I it. I, 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 can't, I can't be friends with anybody, like real friends, who would think less of somebody because of something that's fucking genetic. It, yeah. it's, it's not an idea. I'm mocking your idea in your head, like a thought. You're mocking my fucking friends. Yeah. So, so it means a lot to me. And I just think, the LGBTQ plus community and it's women now too, with misogyny that religion does. Like, I think it's a big part for me of the anti-religious stuff. I, I do care whether it's true or not, but aside from that, if people weren't getting hurt, I would just shrug my shoulders and be like, yeah, you're fucking silly, but you're not mm-hmm. silly. Now you're harmful. Yeah. I'm sorry. When you say that, it just kills me that, that yeah. who could not be on board with being decent to other humans and, and who would choose to be LGBTQ plus community. Like nobody wants that for themselves or trans in, in any way. I believe he also he- told me at one point that it it's your, it's your choice to be like that too, that that's, yeah. you know, that that's all. And I'm like, you're, Why you're, you you're a that? fucking idiot and I'm done, bro. I'm done. But Even we, if it all, wasn't- we are all brothers and sisters in the eyes of the Lord though. I just wanted you to know that I, I wanted we're to all brothers to- and sisters. We're all brothers and sisters <laughs> in the eyes of science, <laughs> which means we're all doing incest a lot. <laughs> the the adam and eve thing is, is nuts Cain and abel and then boom one's gone and mm, what are yeah. you gonna do who who was, who was gonna, doing all that fucking if that's true of every animal Plus, on genetically, it's not and i know you know this it's not even possible genetically we, we wouldn't have viable offspring we would just die yeah, yeah, eventually, yeah, eventually it would stop working. I think that uh, a couple generations that, that that the Rick and Morty episode with Fruity Land probably proved that to all of us <laughs> that uh, you know when you inbreed that much, bad things happen. Mm-hmm. And there's some science. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> you need variation. I would say, uh, you know, the thing. Were you going to say something, Tommy? I'm sorry. Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, I just love the the whole. We're going to get two of every animal, and we're going to put them all on a boat. And and they're all going to get along. Nice. They're all going to get along, and and yeah, they'll all eat. Um, Nobody's going to eat each other. Rain or something, I guess. Yeah. You know, rain and like you know, fish. I guess even though there's fish on the boat, which God. I'm assuming there's an aquarium somewhere. Through God, all things are possible. We'll figure it out. Well, no, they could have just been fishing, right? They had eight people. They could have. <laughs> they could have brought in enough yeah. fish. They'll all be sustained on the knowledge. And the love of the Lord. That's what they'll be sustained on spiritually. They pulled in a whale. They pulled in a whale and Jonah <laughs> was in it. So they got an extra passenger. Nice. They ate him yeah, too. Fuck it. As you know, I was going to say uh, on the whole, like when I said, you know, I took out the trash a long time ago. I've uh, I'll make this as quick as I can. We, and I'm not proud to say this, I was pretty, I was racist at one point in time uh, when I was younger, because as a product of our society, where we were at, where we went to school and everything, that was like such a predominant thing that I'm not like, I wasn't actively racist. Like I wasn't going to burn crosses or, you know, uh, call somebody out or beat people up because of their, but yeah, in my head. You know, and I said some shit that was that was nasty back in the day. And 
as I got older, uh, I ended up working in a garage in in a major city. And I was around people of different ethnicities all the time. And my eyes were opened up and I was like, wait a second. These people aren't any different than I am. There's like, this doesn't make any sense. Why, why do I feel like this? And I ended up working in the hospitality industry. And one thing that, you know, is like a, uh, an in-joke kind of amongst the racists is, oh, well, the guys that work in the kitchen are all Latino or they're all Cambodian or they're all Vietnamese or whatever, because they can't do other stuff. You know, that's just the grunt work that they can do. And that's all that they know how to do. And they're subhuman, basically, is like the way that they would put it. And I found those dudes to be some of the most agreeable, nicest, sweetest fucking human beings I've ever met in my life. I had the same experience. And that's what led me eventually. Well, it didn't take very long from the very beginning to go. Wow. Like, you know who I'm talking about. The one kid that I used to hang out with a lot that I, you know, went to his house all the time and everything back when we were in high school. I was like, wow, you're a douche. And I just, I don't have time for this anymore. I don't have time for this anymore. I need to, I need to make amends first of all, for the shit that I've said and thought and, and branch out from there. And, you know, I grew a ton. Yeah. And, uh, and he didn't. No, he, he didn't did not. At all. He did not. No, like asshole, most of the people that we went to school with did not. Yeah. yeah, that asshole showed up at my house with you one time wearing a fucking le- sleeveless leather vest and no shirt underneath. Yeah, grabs a bottle of vinegar from my cupboard and takes a swig. Says, "I drink that every day. It keeps me regular." And I'm like, "Well, couldn't you have done that at your house? Like, why? Are you- <laughs> if you do it every day, you have a supply, right? Why yeah, did you yeah. have to drink Why mine? the fuck did you do it at my house? You were just showing off, you asshole." Yeah, I never liked him, and uh, I was very glad. Oh, no, I wasn't glad because I, that's sort of schadenfreude to, to take pleasure in someone losing a friendship. But I, I was very relieved, I guess, to hear you say that, that you know, you would cut ties with him because I just always thought he was a piece of shit. There's numerous, numerous people that that was the case that, like, I just went through and was like, man, and like, I they, they try to friend me on Facebook now. Or they have in the last couple of years. And I'm like, nope, I don't even I don't even have any time for that. Why would I say yes? This is not going to benefit me like in the least little bit. In fact, it's going to hurt me if I do this because, you know, it's it's going to make me angry. It's going to raise my blood pressure. I'm going to read the nonsense that you spew and everything. And this isn't me being intolerant of a different viewpoint. This is me saying the shit that you're saying is demonstrably false and bad. And I don't have any time for that shit. Now you come to me and you want to have a serious conversation and we want to lay out some facts and you want to, you know, enlighten me on something. Yes, we can do that. We can try that at least, but I suspect that you're going to, you know, show me a bunch of uh, references to things that I know are just bullshit. And you think because it was written down, it's true. So many people aren't open and, and it's hard to get people to recognize that they aren't open. Um, because I say this coming, you know, I, we have similar backgrounds in some ways. Cause like, I, I definitely was the same way you were talking about with your racism, with what I was homophobia. 
And I would think that was oh, maybe, I, maybe with I you was guys in too, that right? same vein too. And where, yeah. what kind of a father would I be? Yeah. If I held on to that kind Those of stuff, of you, like right. everybody, everybody, you know, grows and everything. And I, I'm, I'm embarrassed at who I was when I was younger. Yeah. I am me, too. Me, me too. But, but I'm also proud that I've grown, but you have to be yeah. open to some extent. And it's almost like you have to realize that you weren't open a few times and accept it really truly accept it so you can keep doing it because now I don't want that feeling. Like I want to know when I'm wrong so I can fix it and improve and move on and grow. But those people who won't do that are never going to grow. And it just, the gaps just keep getting worse. So that's what happened to my friends. You know, like they weren't growing every time I would try to grow a little, 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 I was going this way. They were staying still. Mm -hmm. And and, and they're not going to start now because they're so far back. They're even more entrenched in their views that they're afraid to try now. Oh yeah. And and those people always cannot admit when they're wrong about something. Yeah. So it's just a vicious cycle that will never end. It's always going to admitting when I'm wrong because it shows people I can do it. I, you know, it's like me, if I, if I fuck something up and I've been like this for a long, long time, if I fuck something up, I'm going to tell you about it. Like, uh, I scratched my dad's car recently and I said to my mom, oh shit, I scratched dad's car. And she was like, "Mm, maybe don't say anything to him right now. And I was like, no, I have to say something right now because if I don't and he sees it, what's he going to think? What's he going to think of me then? Yep. I admit to my mistakes. Yeah, I cost somebody money because yep. I fucked up. My bad. That's I'll what pay gives it back. You, that's what you gives know. you credibility. Honesty. Person. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Integrity. I, I, I have no yeah. time for dishonesty anymore in my life. And I think that's part of the, another part of what led me away from that way from that way of life was because I just I can't Oops. like what's the point in, in lying and having to remember all those lies? How much do you hear Man. with the religion stuff? How much do you hear with the religion stuff about humoring people as a positive? Like, just be nice. Just tell them what they want to hear. Just why? I just, like, I just don't, don't say anything. <laughs> I'm just like, well, there's, nope. a, the, the, there's there, it's completely fine to, to not, and we shouldn't go out of our way to hurt people's feelings. Yeah. But there's a difference between that and not being honest. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, I, there are so many people who are okay with not being honest because they think it'll hurt someone's feelings to be honest yeah. when in the long run, it's always worse to, to not be straight up. Oh yeah. yeah. Because uh, if you have the chance to come clean about something right away, but you let it go, that's just going to fester and make the distrust so much worse. And it's going to just hurt the situation so much more. My, so, my, I, I always tell people this cause it's amazing that I turned out it's not amazing, but I turned out to be so like, <laughs> you know, like, I mean, it's, it's okay. You can be humble. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was, I was saying a coincidence, kind of amazing. Almost, but <laughs> no, but like, like, like you were saying, like, I'm, I'm, I'm very like you truth is everything to me. Just be straight up. Even if it's a little rough, say it, even if deal. it's going to hurt me, fucking tell me when, yes. when I was a kid, my, I was a huge Sixers fan and Charles Barkley was everything to me. And a huge part of why I liked him was not because I agree with everything he said and did, but because I could just tell he was always straight up. Like, and he said shit to the media left and right. And you're yeah. like, Whoa, but he felt it. So he said it. And, I, and it always stuck out to me. My first arrest was in 1993. Charles Barkley was a Sixer for his whole career until then uh, got traded to the Phoenix suns. His first game back against the Sixers uh, with 53 seconds left in the game, I ran on the court and hugged him. And <laughs> NBC game of the week on the spectrum floor, Marv Albert and Mike Fratello calling the game. I was arrested and I have I have the video still. 
taken to Center City Jail. And, I need uh, to have a beer with you. I need to sit down <laughs> with you and talk about this stuff because you are a fascinating human being. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I'm, I'm not bland. I know that. I, you know, wow. it's funny because I, I have a lot of experiences and I talk about it with people. Like, you touched I, Bubba Chuck, man. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, there's, I mean, there's he didn't more. want you to touch him, but you touched him. <laughs> no, there's a lot. There's a lot more to that though, because we met afterward too. Like, I met somebody who knew him, and we met. He's a he's, he was such a great dude to me. Um, there's a lot more to that story, but anyway, so I, I look at it now and I go, wow, how much of that have I taken into my secularism, humanism, anti-religion stuff? Where it's like it's about telling the truth. If you feel like you're doing the right thing do it. And, and one of my favorite quotes, anybody who knows me will hear this. Uh, it's from the, it was the made for HBO uh, movie of uh, Dr. Jack Kevorkian. Uh, and it's Al Pacino who was playing him. And the line was like, just before he's about to go into court. Uh, and if anybody listening doesn't know, Kevorkian was known as Dr. Death um, in the nineties. He assisted suicide, uh, helped people, you know, end their lives. Mm-hmm. And he went to jail for it at the end of his life for years. He got to sit in a jail cell. Uh, being an old man because he tried to help people who were hurting. Anyway, long story short, uh, he's about to go into jail and his manager looks at him and he says, uh, do you know what they're going to do to you if you go into, the, into go into there tomorrow? They're going to fry you. And he t- takes a real slow turn. He looks back at him and he goes, I know what they're going to do to me. And I don't care because I'm right. And that just like always stuck with me after here. I get chills even when I say it, like, because if you really feel deep down that you're doing the right thing, what do the consequences matter? And, you know, of course you have to factor in everything else in life, like friends, family, your well-being. But in, for I'm a single guy. I don't have any kids. I'm not married. So to me, it's me. So it's also what makes me be able to speak up on some of these things that I do, go after Islam the way I do and say, you want to cut my fucking head off? I'll draw a fucking picture of your, you know, rapist, pedophile, Muhammad, whatever the fuck you want to call that guy mm-hmm. that you worship. It's fucking disgusting. And I should be able to say that because it's true. Now, now, if in my head rolls, it's just my head, you know, so I do have that ability to, to go a little above and beyond what some people do. And I know that. But I feel like if you feel you're doing the right thing and I, I do with the humanism stuff, I just know it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who cares? It, you know, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. Uh, I feel like once, once you embrace this and you start getting a little confidence, because I think a big part of why I never used to debate was because I felt I wasn't smart enough. Um, but I don't Me really, too. I don't think it really has to do with being smart. I think it has to do with being educated. And, if you, and you can do that anytime you want now. On any topic, all you have to do is make sure you check your sources and they're good and solid. And, you know, if you can do that and use critical thinking and understand nuance, you will find that you can learn something new about any discipline any day of the week. So yeah, there's, the, you know. The key is to me to, to, to get kids, to get the younger generations to learn how to think like for themselves, not to, you know, we've been so set for so many generations on teaching facts. Like you're supposed to get a grade, learn a certain set of facts and pass the grade. And I didn't think I, what I consider myself, like it's weird because I never considered myself anything other than average intelligence wise, but I'm having these conversations now with brilliant human beings. Mm -hmm. And it's because I wanted to learn. Like you just said, like it's the information is there. If you choose to learn, 
most people like obviously there are we have you know different levels uh, of ability but it's not that drastic between most people it's it's whether you're willing to try whether you're willing to accept that you're wrong sometimes and I, I don't know. I mean, it, you know, I don't say that everybody needs to do that. Like the whole YouTube thing we talk about, we go on there for hours and hours at a time, just learning about random stupid shit. And I love it, you know, and, and I know for me, that's what makes me happy now, but uh, yeah, I know more about vintage that. less Paul's than I ever wanted to because of YouTube. <laughs> well, it's funny the stuff you can get into. Cause I'm very <laughs> eclectic when it comes to my education. Like I'm not an expert in any area, but like, I'm very little here, little there. And I'll, I'll find some random thing. And next week I'll be like, Hey, guess what I did last week? And they're like, what? And I'm like, you want to know anything about fungi? Like I can tell you everything about, you know, the last, whatever, you know, is it whatever the history of earth and how long fungus has been around and what, what they've done. And just like stupid shit like that. It shouldn't say stupid shit because it's all connected. Yeah, it's not it's random, shit. random shit. Yeah. Random is the, yeah. And um, there's nothing and stupid about being enthusiastic about learning something new. It's like, it's exciting. You want to say, did you fucking know this shit is real? Yeah. It's real. Yeah. This is the world that you live on. And, and, and this shit's happening and you didn't know. And now you do. How cool is that? And, and no matter how much you learn, there's always so fucking much. You're never going to know. Oh yeah. Yeah. For certain. You yep. just have to pick and choose. Yeah. What, yeah, what does yeah. it for you? Yeah, if you can't find something to learn on a weekly basis or a daily basis, one little thing, you're just not trying hard enough. You don't want to. Yeah. Because there is so much. I mean, even random, before a, the internet and everything, there were so many things that you could, you know, read. Yeah. Here's a quick yeah. random question for both of you. If 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 you could only say one topic like was your thing that you would just choose, like what your favorite thing is that you've ever gone down a rabbit hole on and learned about. What would you consider your one favorite category topic? Quantum physics. Well, that's a good one. Um, would you say you said quantum physics real quick? Yes. Yes. Okay. I think human inventions is one of the things that always blows my fucking mind when I like I can't get enough of it. It it it, it it's amazing to me that within the last hundred and fifty years, so many things were invented that. Like, how did you how, who looked and said, like, I'm going to I'm going to build an internal combustion engine, new, new ideas, and I'm going to figure that shit out. And I'm like, I can't figure out how to not get my toaster to fucking burn my toast. But this person, you know, picked up uh, a bunch of like did research and figured out a cure for polio. Like, I Ori yeah. <laughs> and how does that and happen? Original <laughs> ideas are always impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Original yeah. ideas, inventors, just like that's the stuff that I would. I would just sit and and it and just read and read and read about like uh, yesterday I was talking to my parents and I was like, I don't think plastic has been around for longer than maybe a hundred years, you know, like probably the 19 teen, 19 teens or something like that, you know, and as it turns out, there has been versions of plastics around for like 14 million years or some crazy shit like that, that they can verify, you know? And I'm like, of course they invented that back in the day. It just didn't know to call it that. And this is yeah. what it is now. It was a less refined version of the same thing, but still amazing. We would not still be amazing. having this conversation. There would be no internet if had not been for the invention of PCP IP, which is transfer, uh, transfer control. Thank God for Al Gore. 
protocol over internet protocol or something like that. It's a series of protocols that dictate how traffic is directed throughout a network. And then, and then it, it breaks, That's GPS. It breaks, <laughs> it, it breaks stuff down into packets. It numbers them. It sends them off. It confirms that the packet has been received. And then that builds what we're doing right now. You know, it happens so instantaneously fast. Um, somebody we, came we need, up with we need that. Your, wait, we also need your quantum physics for it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Gosh. Um, where do I even begin with that? Um, I think a lot about quantum computing and how 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 uh, things are happening on multiple levels at the same time. Like, let's not solve the maze by tracing our way through it. Let's just replicate the maze over and over again until we have the solution. Boom. Instant. I love that shit. But yeah, yeah, someone invented that. Someone came up with that. Some fucking genius who had devoted their entire life to to data science. The computer science said, I'm going to find a way to network this shit. There's got to be a solution. Mm -hmm. And using just ingenuity and understanding and science, they did it. That, and then yeah. everything, you know, you've got those major innovators, but most people who are inventors, honestly, are standing on the, the, the backs of giants, right? You know, they're small innovations. But then every now and then you have someone like that guy who comes around and says, well, let's that was it wasn't that Ike's. Um, I'd have to look it up. I think it I was, know. I think it was Ike who said it. Shoulder of Giants. I'm sorry, Isaac Newton. I call it I call him Ike. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you meant Dwight Eisenhower. I guess I was like, I like Ike. <laughs> or or the guy who makes those candies with Mike. No, but yeah. you're right. You're well, right. You know. it was, I think it was or I'm, aware of, I'm aware of him. Yeah, I just uh, the stuff that like fucking um, Benjamin Franklin invented like back in those days and stuff like, you know, yeah. Tesla and Edison and and like even, you know, modern inventors. Now, I think that Elon Musk is a huge piece of trash, but yeah, but that part of him, yeah, his fucking brain and ever and his intellect is amazing. You know, so. You know, that's that's the kind of shit that I I just I eat that up, man. I will fucking that and and uh and old British um murder mystery books. It's <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that I will just uh, get involved in that I can't stop. Really interesting thing about Nikolai Tesla was that he was schizophrenic. And oftentimes his hallucinations would somehow work them way into his engineering doc drafts. Like like he would I, if I had to guess what happened, what was going on, I would say that he had these innovative ideas, but no way to articulate them. And something about the the nature of his schizophrenia and the hallucinations he was having helped him to picture it. You know, in the same way that psychedelics can sometimes. I was do just, that I was just going to say, I've done shrooms. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so, he may yeah. have too. It's possible. Yeah, who knows? But yeah. Um, yeah, so, you know, like, I think that's how he figured out alternating current is that he had a hallucination, a light shined into his eyes from heaven. And, and suddenly he saw it. He also talked to pigeons, <laughs> but he was undoubtedly. That was Mike Tyson. I ain't fucking with him. <laughs> he was undoubtedly. Jesus, one of the greatest Jesus killed a kid for making pigeons. <laughs> 
in in the inf- do you know you know this? No, no. really. Yeah, I don't know why we laughed so hard. About it. Now it just absurd. seems absurd. <laughs> in, it is absurd. In in the infancy gospel of Thomas, which is non-canonical, what it's not Gnostic in the Bible, guy? but as the infancy gospel of Thomas, infancy says it all. It's it's those years you don't see with Jesus. Jesus is a kid. Uh, in it oh you mean he uh, didn't go the, from a baby to a grown man between christmas and, and easter it'll be gone by <laughs> easter yeah but but um so anyway just I'll, just I'll just do the quick thing but like jesus is a badass kid in that like joseph is basically trying to figure out how to control this kid who's learning about his superpowers like it's kind of what it's about and he's like jesus making kill- women have huge boobs and stuff like that <laughs> no, you're like no oh, but that no, but jesus he does, he does kill he does kill a couple kids and he kills his teacher for he kills the teacher for trying to teach him. Like Jesus said, like, no, I know better than you. And he, the teacher just kept trying. So Jesus killed him like straight up. Aside from that, the kid, though, this is the thing. The kid is making uh, pigeons out of clay. He's on the ground playing with clay, making pigeons. And Jesus made the pigeons turn into real pigeons and fly away. And then he killed the kid because the kid was doing that on the Sabbath. So that was work. You can't be building things on the Sabbath. You don't make motherfucking pigeons on the Sabbath. That, so straight up, baby Jesus killed a kid for making pigeons on the Sabbath. Wow. That's, see, now, that's pigeons. not a book of the Bible that you hear about. That's not one that they that they tout to people. Yeah, oh, I, I would have like, not put that in there. But to be fair, like honest truth, and I, I hate doing this because it, it, it bodes well better for them. But the, that non-canonical book was not found until later. So that is part of it as well. Yeah. I mean, it's just as viable a book as any of the others, I, I uh, yeah, would say. I, I mean, you know, so we're Dead Sea Scrolls. Yeah. I, I love talking to people, to people like you and others that I know that are that are atheist because or or anti-theist, as it may be, because you're always so goddamn well read. Hmm. You're fucking quoting shit to me. And I'm like, I went to Catholic school and I don't even know that. Well, because I had to learn. To be honest, like I, I was a poor student, so. It's that was the beginning of what I consider myself education. What was uh, it was like shortly after 9-11 is when I started asking questions and I kind of got into the four horsemen, uh, you know, the whole Dawkins, Dennett. Yeah, yeah, Rick Flair and Arn Anderson. And (laughs) oh, not those guys. No, the the real four. (laughs) The original four. Not the wrestlers. All right. No, no. But anyway, you know, so uh, but what happened to me was I didn't start looking into religion to, quote unquote, debunk it. I started going, I wonder if there's anything to any of them. And it was so intriguing to me that people believe so devoutly in so many different stories. And then the more I learned about religions, the more it made all of them look silly to me. Like, I think the more you learn about, like, you know, you started like the Abrahamic, you know, Judaism, Christianity, Islam, that's the basic big three for the world. Um, And you can take, you know, the Buddhism and Hindu Eastern stuff. But if you look before that, like there was ancient Babylonian, Mesopotamian myths, you know, that then somehow transferred part of it into Yahweh stuff into the current Bible and Baal. And it's just like there's too many similarities and repetitive stories, repetitive flood stories, repetitive, oh, yeah. uh, repetitive magic baby Um it's kind of like the Greek Virgin versus birth. Roman mythology. Yes. Yeah. They're right, Greek and Roman, or you can go further with the Epic of Gilgamesh, like or like you said, like the Odyssey. They're and the so Iliad. similar, and they borrow so much stuff from each other. They're yeah, just they stories. Yeah. yeah. So, like, the more you learn about it, the more you see that. That just made me more and more interested in it. And then it got to the point where I started telling people that they weren't 
right. They weren't true. And I had to learn why, like if you're going to go around telling people that they're wrong, you need to like, well, yeah, know you got to have something to back that shit up with. That's that's yeah. why I don't get into arguments with people about that stuff very often, because unfortunately, I am of the education level with that, even though I went to Catholic school, that I would probably get schooled pretty damn fast and be like, uh, yeah, well, screw you, you dummy, you know, yeah, or something no, like that right off the bat. I'm like, I don't know what I'm talking about. Sorry. But I've literally read like obviously the old old testament new testament you know torah stuff but uh i've read the quran and the hadith and not all but a lot of the gitas and vedas like i just have gotten so into translations <laughs> i've gotten so into this stuff that oh, you're like, not reading I've, it in the original languages <laughs> you're losing something if, in the if, translation if, 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 it, if it wasn't <laughs> written in english or spanish i cannot <laughs> Yeah, I just uh, the the religion thing fell off for me um, when I was a lot younger because it just it didn't it didn't make sense uh, to me that there was so much contradiction, even in just the the basic stuff. Mm. And like, you know, people would say terrible things like, oh, well, you're gay. So you're this person's gay. So they're going to hell. And I would say, but don't you say God is all forgiving? And if he's all forgiving, why would you go to hell for being gay? Wouldn't he just be like, hey, I made you. So if you're gay, you're gay. Whatever. You know, that's just that's just the thing. I made that, too. Guess what? If you're (laughs) I'm the one who originated it. If you're able to recognize a contradiction, religion may not be for you. (laughs) Yeah. Like, that's the kind of stuff that I was just like, I don't. This doesn't make any sense to me. Like, I can see through it and it. It looks to me like, especially in the United States, that it's a huge money making scam. Yeah. It's like a Ponzi scheme with with uh, holidays. Like- yeah, it's a Ponzi scheme with fucking holidays. That's that's what yeah. it is, you know. And and so it it that I didn't share these views with my grandparents. God rest their souls. Who I live in their house right now. So God rest their souls for certain. Please forgive me if you're <laughs> watching me right now in spirit form. You know, but uh, I never discussed that stuff with them because they would not have it wouldn't have gone well for me, you know, and I love them for the people that they were not for the, you know, religion they believed in and everything. So it just wasn't worth it to broach that stuff with them. But, you know, when I when I was probably about 13, 14 years old is when I started really questioning this stuff and going, I this just. I don't, yeah, I don't, much for I me. don't get it, man. This doesn't, this isn't getting me anywhere. And like, it's like the worst written fairy tale I've ever heard because <laughs> there's 26 different versions of it. And each one contradicts the previous one. And, and every day. I feel like I'm going to wake up and everybody's going to be like, we're just joking. We didn't really believe that shit. <laughs> gotcha, like, fucker. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, it's, it, it does. It's to somebody who is a non-believer on a, on an, understanding level like educate i mean there are plenty of people who go oh that's bullshit i don't like it you know that's they're you know just i'm a non-believer i'm atheist whatever but if you have a reason if you're reasonably intelligent and a critical thinker and that's how you came there because of critical thinking Mm -hmm. it just seems like it's it really seems like we're humoring fairy tales in everyday life it's fucking weird yeah and people think how can you be weird how can you question it so much it's like how am i not allowed like yeah. You think how, how flying, am I not supposed to question stuff yeah. that literally affects things that it should not be affecting, i.e. personal freedoms, government, and everything else? 
Like, how am I not supposed to notice that and have an opinion on it when mm-hmm. it it's, it's something that affects me so greatly every day? Power. It's a, you know, like, it, it, yeah, it, ah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. I don't know even what to say about that. No. I wanted to say, um, you inspired me, Dale, to start learning my shit a little more solidly in terms of religion, like knowing that some some of the books and shit a little better. So I picked this up. This is the Skeptics Annotated Bible, annotated by Steve Wells. I bought it on the um, the strength of the fact that Sam Harris wrote a introduction. I was just going to say, I think I've heard of that. It looks really good. It. it looks really good. I've always wanted to fully read the Bible, but it's so fucking boring. And I thought, well, maybe if I can get an annotated version and I got a little sample of it and it, you know, it's like, it's funny. It's just, he's, he's cracking wise. He's yeah. pointing out inconsistencies, uh, but he's cracking wise at the same time. And so it's like, oh, this is going to be fun. You know, I'm so, and I, it, <laughs> This will be my 18th attempt at actually reading the Bible. <laughs> you, you know, my other favorite thing about religion always was, and this is something that was obvious to me very early. If you go to church for a year, you pretty much cover the entirety of the Bible in a year. Yeah, you gotta, and the you next year, you're doing the same fucking thing. And the next year, the same thing. And the next year, the same thing. The opinions don't change. The words don't change. The songs don't change. None of it changes. It's the same thing every fucking year. Yeah. So yeah. it's like the it's isn't like the, insanity like the definition of insanity doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Mm, well, by, the way, is, by, by the way, we just passed another a uh, we just passed another uh, D day. Another D day. Did yeah, we? Revelation was supposed to happen. Oh, the, that's uh, right. That's where they right. suck them up. Rapture. Rapture. Maybe it did, and we just didn't find out about it. He didn't take anybody. <laughs> they didn't. They didn't tell us. They only took <laughs> a certain number of people. Nobody won. Nobody won. It's like nobody I got only, got, up. I only got so many seats. Sorry, it's not you. There was some guy that I called out because he was he was talking to you, Dale, and he said, "I pray that you'll you'll come to the Lord or whatever." Was this so dollar I, store, Mister T? No, it was a different guy. Um, <laughs> I, I, I know who he's talking that about. That <laughs> guy was fucked. That guy was on another level. I enjoyed but, somebody called him Dollar Store Mr. T on his you, you know, Twitter page. And I, I I literally did a spit take. I laughed so hard. I, I'm not. Yeah, I saw that, too. And I'm not trying to trying to be like, like shrug it off here. But like I deal with those people so much. I rarely remember. Like people are like, yeah. oh, that kid said this. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like I do 15 a day. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. I yeah, I forget how many. But sometimes fucking- they stick. Yeah. yeah. So this guy said he. This is the guy who was a Calvinist. He had yes. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, because that, yeah, that sticks. Up. Yeah, he had the little thing in his in his profile that said Calvinist. Not what's a choice. Calvinist? I'm about to explain. Okay. Very so Cal- esoteric. Calvinist is a sect of Christianity. What's esoteric? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what are words? No um, things. <laughs> So Calvinism is a sect of Christianity that believes, among other things, that they they who are among the Calvinists are preordained for heaven, regardless of anything else. By birth, they are preordained, and you aren't. And well, they're I'm the not... ones that were fucking raptured recently then. <laughs> Maybe. Obviously. There can't be that many of them, right? Like, 
How well, I mean, they, they breed, team? so there has to be more. I don't know. Yeah, but I don't know if it works like that. I'm not sure how it works. No, they don't. Bullshit. They don't breed. <laughs> but, yeah, so this guy, what that guy wanted to do really was just point out that you're going to hell. And he couldn't find a classy way to do it, so he said, I hope you find Jesus. When he knows full well, he knows in his heart or his belief system or whatever you want to call it, that you're going to hell regardless of what you do, that if you accepted Jesus right now, if you, Dale, went down on bended knee and said, forgive me, and I want to be a Christian, you'd still be going to hell. So, But he's all forgiving, so you'd be cool when he take you, right? <laughs> not if you're a Calvinist. I don't know. See, this, is, like this is very confusing. Well, it, it's almost as if it's, it's, all it's can, supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, it's almost as if it's fucking made up by a bunch of different people and they all just jammed it's it almost together. like it's the worst written fairy tale in existence. Yeah, there's so much better. There's I mean, no the moral thing, at the like, end of this story that makes sense. Yeah, Wait, But, you know, we talk about like education, like what else? Like, seriously, what else could kids be reading? Like that's a you know you're putting these stupid ideas in their heads when they could be learning real shit. Well, definitely not to kill a mockingbird or any of that stuff because that's Harry, evil. Harry Potter, that's yeah. evil. Well, well, the uh, what's her name that wrote Harry Potter is kind of a uh, anti LGBTQ yeah. bitch, but you know, yeah, she is. I, no, she I wrote a new book. The Harry Potter books it doesn't yeah. make true, it cool. true, true. It's true. Yeah, um, I wasn't Harry Potter first. I I'm still just love Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, he's cool. You know, yeah. you know, he's uh, full force, hardcore anti-theist, right? I did not, I did know, not know that. that. No. Oh, yeah. As he's if spoken I up about respect, it. As if I didn't already respect him enough. I just think he's as cool as the other side of no, the pillow. He's, he's literally stepped, he's like said, spoken for Freedom From Religion Foundation. Like he's, he's a couple of times openly said, like, I'm not just atheist. I'm against religion, organized religion. Yeah, yeah. that's, I think that I was, it, it takes courage to do that. Because, and being not American. Yeah. A spe- oh, God. Yeah. But I think it takes courage to stand up and say, like, you know what? I'm not going to fucking sit and listen to this bullshit anymore. Yeah. I may not be the most well-educated person, but I tend to think that I'm a, I'm a, I'm a pretty good thinker. I can work my way out, out of these puzzles eventually. <laughs> and, and I think I have something to say. So, you know, when I see bullshit, I'm going to call it. And I'm not, it's not about, like you said, why the fuck? Should I respect the beliefs of someone who does not respect human beings, who puts a imaginary right. God over everything, including their own fucking children, mm-hmm. your own children? Come on. God first, then family, then country. That's that's disgusting. It makes me fucking sick to myself. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that someone would do that to their children and the children, they have no choice. They have no options. They're just jammed into this fucking corner and, and said, this is how your life's going to be. And you're going to bend me too, or, or I'm going to whip the shit out of you. You know, yeah, I would, you know, I would you know, gladly you know, die for my children and my family. I wouldn't for an imaginary Zeus like person yeah. who is also hippie white guy, Jesus and a ghost at the same time, a lich as well. Yeah. And a lich. <laughs> So yeah, what were you saying, Dale? I'm sorry. I, no, uh, I was just saying. I was as he was saying that I was taking it personally. Like I know he wasn't talking about me, and I'm not a child, child, but I'm somebody's child, and it drove a wedge between us. And yeah. that's part of what aggravates me. Like yeah. I really don't want other human beings going through that shit. Yeah. I know what the fuck it feels like, 
to have a fucking imaginary fence drawn between you and someone you love by a pastor, a priest, a mullah, or whoever the fuck is giving you your instructions, a rabbi, you know, uh, it's not coming from a God. They may think it is, but it's not. It's people driving wedges between each other. And it's fucked up. Like we have enough shit to divide ourselves, you know, enough problems just trying to get along with each other without imaginary shit being thrown in there. Right. The, the all loving, all peaceful, all, you know, knowing God that allows children to die of horrible diseases and, um, you know, earthquakes to happen and shit like that when he can control it easily. Yeah, that guy there, he's a real piece of work. Mm -hmm. Of course, he's also his own father. So I don't know. God works in mysterious ways. Remember that. He's a third of his father. It's him, his dad, and Space Ghost or something. After my son, after my son passed away uh, all those years ago, somebody said God works in mysterious ways and this is the will of God and stuff. And that was like a point where I wanted to strangle the person and be like, well, that was just God's way, I guess. That's what they wanted. When somebody says that in that situation with me, I, I, my response is usually, okay, well then you're God's an asshole and I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. If if that's what you think it is, I don't. I'm not petty, okay with it. <laughs> you know, petty piece of shit. Yeah, a child tyrant. Just it's a child to tyrant. Me. Yeah, nothing, there's nothing mysterious about being a narcissist. Yeah. <laughs> Donald Trump works in mysterious ways. <laughs> well, he is able to declassify documents just by thinking about it. So, yeah. you know, he's at a Karnak, like a yeah, yeah. I, um, I actually. I've been trying this. I thought that I had a million dollars in the bank and it's not working for me. Yeah. It's one of those things. I I just must not believe strongly enough in bullshit. Did you you declassify? When you you declassified it, did you have your passcode? (laughs) You have to think about your passcode too. Fuck. See, now there's where I went wrong. I didn't think of my account number. (laughs) Did you think of your routing number instead of your account number? I just gave somebody else money. That was mine. (laughs) It was mine. I thought it wrong. <laughs> See, that's the problem, Mike. You gave your money to the wrong person. If you give it to the right pastor, they'll put a special <laughs> prayer out for you. I'm so disappointed. You know, I am happy, though, because I thought about meatloaf and we had it for dinner tonight. Oh, oh wait, wow. that's right. I said something about it, too. Never mind. I verbalized it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I put the idea in somebody else's head. Fuck. That's not how that works, either. I'm going to get it one of these days. You know, I really thought hard about that roof being done, too, and that didn't work. I mean, it did because I finished it. But did you click your did you click your heels together while you were thinking about it? (laughs) I wasn't wearing any ruby red slippers, so I don't think that works. So many things you have to and you also have to snap your fingers. It's, you know, there's so many fucking um, it's not going to just happen. You have to do a couple of tricks, intricacies involved in it that I just forgot about the nuances of how you think something into, into reality. You know, speaking of snapping your fingers, I was reintroduced to Prong this week. I forgot how much I like their music. <laughs> fucking Prong. Yeah. That's a, that's a, I know you're not, don't have a metal background, so that's a metal band. Yeah. That's famous what I was for, like, I don't know what that is. Yeah. yeah. Famous for a song where they go, snap your fingers, snap your neck. <laughs> it's just, yeah. And it it's just, fun. Uh, it's it, fun. like, they've been, they for some reason, they were playing on the one channel on my satellite radio. And I was like, I got to look that shit up and listen to some more of this. 
and it's just been popping up random. Well, not randomly, I guess, because there is a um, an algorithm somewhere that Spotify's like, hey, you looked up prong. You I like that you correct. You must want to listen to that. Yeah. So it wasn't random. Mm-hmm. Damn it! I didn't just think of it, yeah. and it happened. Very, very little, very little that you see or hear on on. It's a little late. To start- is random anymore. It's a little late in the evening to start discussing free will. No, 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 no. That, that sounds like a whole nother episode. That would be, At yeah. Least. I mean, we've already gone the length of two episodes here, damn we near. Have, so, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, we should probably find a closing point because I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> oh, that's always my thing. So, why don't we okay. just think it? Why don't we just think it into an ending? I just peed my pants. So. Uh, you have what more up? dedication to your craft. I, I forgot, man. <laughs> I have about 20 water bottles in my in my little can here underneath my and sewing she never table. Did change them pee pants. So yeah, so I think you know, if I was really oh, hard up, know. I could just I could just do 16 ounces at a time of urine. Do you really do you really wear uh diapers, adult diapers? I uh I've thought about it. <laughs> I mean I've never thought about who it. Who hasn't until now. been to the point of laziness that you thought, you know. I could watch the entire game and not get out of my chair if I wore a diaper. And it's not like I'm shitting. You know, I'm not going to have to wipe myself. It's just pee and it's going to get absorbed. So why not? It's not going to stain my chair. You're not going to smell it. I'm going to get a warm sensation and be like, oh, dude, this is awesome. I just pissed. I didn't have to take my pants down. I didn't have to stand in front of the toilet. And I didn't have to miss any of the game. Dude, it's perfect. So yeah, I other, thought about it a little bit. Other than uh, other than assuming what you're wearing absorbency wise, cleanliness, like assuming that gets you good, I don't see any flaw. Yeah, there really isn't one. I don't think. I've thought about going out to bars and wearing them too, because then I can break the seal as many times as I want. Guess what? It doesn't matter. I don't have to go to the nasty bar bathroom. I pissed my pants. Not to be pedantic, but you can only break the seal once. That doesn't. Yeah, no. No, I would do it multiple times. Ow. Ow. The whole <laughs> I don't know. I meant I didn't mean for I didn't mean to say keep breaking the seal. God damn it. I just rolled with it. I meant to say I don't have to break the seal and then keep peeing. Yeah. Because you know just, how that works. Like the the amount of alcohol that you consume is in no way affects the first time you go to the bathroom. Like that's all sheer willpower. Like I can hold Here's, it for for three I, hours, I'm cool. I, but as soon as I piss, I'm done. I have I'm, to a two second thing I want to say because I know we're going to close up. But the Phillies thing in the background made me think. One time, I want you to say to me to tell you when well, you're just you tell me to tell you um, a story about uh, Ryan Madsen. Do you remember him? Close. I remember Ryan Madsen. Yeah. Okay. Remember and and hey, hopefully if Ryan hears this. I'm going to tell you a really amazing story. I will never tell it in public, but an amazing story about that's it, man. I'm I'm yeah. coming to where you're at and we're going out and having beer. <laughs> I'll be in Philly on November 14th. For real? He's not no, actually will be. Yeah. I'm going to my first uh, regular season Eagles game. Oh, nice. So well, if I, I've, if not, I I've somehow... not been to the link yet. I was at veteran stadium for a preseason game. In the famed 700 level where my uncle had season tickets, uh, saw the craziest shit ever. But I would that'd be a story for us to share over beer, and that'd be a story for another time. Yeah, I agree. Thanks for listening to Story Time with Tom and Mike. Hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed giving it to you. 
giving it to you like the religious. I mean, you know, we didn't do it the way we normally do it this week. And I'm sorry about that in Infinite Dale. But uh, giving it to you like the religious uh, education that we've given you here during the course of this marathon. 